Hey there, film fans. I'm Jeff. I'm Dave. And I'm John. And welcome back to The Love of Cinema, a part of which will challenge one another to discuss movies, both new and old, with a strictly positive critical eye. That's right. And to make sure we stay positive. Positive. We're going to turn this into positive. a little, We're going to turn this into somewhat of a drinking game. So anytime we say anything negative at all, anything negative at all, you're going to hear the sound. That sound means that we're drinking and we hope you drink along with us. So... Pour yourself a glass, fellas. Prepare your shot, and uh, everyone forgive our background noise because uh, it's the we're recording on the Fourth of July weekend. So New York sounds like Fox News would have you believe it sounds like every night <laughs> in, in New York. <laughs> My God, or any Hollywood movie. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers. Happy birthday, Dan O. Friend of the pod. Today's the day. Ooh, hey nice. As, we, as I mentioned last yeah. week, Independence Day. Independence Day famously nice. came out on July second. Uh, which is Merlin's birthday. There you go. And he mentioned the person who sat in the aisle was Chris England. We got a name. I mentioned this on the podcast last week. Independence Day was back in the time when people could sneak into the movie theaters because you didn't have assigned seats. Got a name. So Chris England had to sit in the aisles the We're entire out of movie. Him right now. Yeah. In honor for my. Wow. Well, he, he was generous. Somebody had to do it. And it wasn't going to be birthday boy Dad Osterbuehler. <laughs> people, we are going to continue on with our box office <laughs> shit we're gonna continue on with our summer box office what are we doing yeah <laughs> our summer blockbuster face off god damn it our summer blockbuster face off where we take the highest grossing the summer night. movie of every year domestically and we pit them off against each other one by one head to head Originally. from 1980 to 2019 plus a little grandfathered into Jaws and Star Wars. We are, of course, if you've seen the episode notes, on year 2000 to 2003. Got a couple movies for you this week. We've got Mission Impossible 2 against fucking Shrek. Shrek. You forgot what we were talking no, about. No, didn't you? no, no, no. I and have then, rattled off this list so many times this week, and I keep forgetting one of them. I always, every time I tell people what we're doing this week, yeah. I always forget at least one. I, I rewatch them all. I just want to make sure I have them in order. So two thousand. Do you want me to? Do you want me to send the graphics to you too, so I can just you just flip your phone out? Mission Impossible <laughs> Two, two thousand highest grossing summer movie against the two thousand one highest grossing movie, which is Shrek. That's right. More on that later. Two thousand two is uh fucking spider-man toby mcguire spider-man highest grossing mm. superhero movie of all time up until that point against 2003's finding nemo so yes if you're paying attention we have an animated movie against a huge monstrous live action movie what about we have today what a card one of them yeah oh boy dave coming in for us oh. also all three of us saw indiana jones no, we didn't. Mm. Yeah, so we, um, we're going to talk about that mini review, and then we're going to get into this. We got Dial five movies to talk about. We're going to try to keep it quick. John, you want to shout our sponsors out really quick? Sponsor. Sponsor! <laughs> we have an artist in residence who provides all the music for us, even though we are getting uh, tagged on that by some YouTube yeah, copyright you, issues. Yeah, you but... did. That's on. You have a message on your YouTube. Can you answer that, please? We still haven't been cleared for last week's episode. Dasai, come on, dude. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dasai, D A S E I M, providing all the music on this episode and every single episode. You can find the music on every single uh, music platform. You know it. You go to it. You can find their music. Download, enjoy, stream. You're welcome. Seriously, I've done um, some research. Yeah. Just message me. I can tell you how to fix this. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, I know. We're can, talking know to an listening. audience of one here. Um, yeah. <laughs> Dave, any news you want to shout out before we start talking about Indiana uh, jokes? Uh, no, no real news for me. I don't think. No, let's uh, let's, let's talk about up, Indiana uh, Jones. I woke up super super stopped up today. I'm having weird allergies, so I apologize. I've been having it. For my... 
I was, nasal I was like, situation. And you, if you're watching, you, you might see me raise. You have valid like, <laughs> I feel, yeah. Don't Lay feel, off the don't cheese, dude. <laughs> All right. Lay off the dairy. All right. <sighs> so we're going to get us started with the mini review of Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. We're going to keep it mini because we got a lot of movies to talk about here. This just came out in theaters this week. The reviews were not particularly great, but the excitement was high. $295 million budget directed by James Magold, produced, of course, by Steven Spielberg, George Lucas, Kathleen Kennedy, Frank Marshall, Simon Emmanuel, and the works. A little dis- distribution by I ended up by in the Walt same room Disney. as Steven Spielberg this week. Yes. Do you want to talk oh, about yeah, that? Yeah, you did. Yeah. yeah let's talk was, about was, his celebrity was, encounters this week, Dave. <laughs> it was great. He's such a nice guy. Um, yeah, I was, no, I was like, after we... Got him all sorted to speak. He was uh, speaking at one of my jobs this week, and uh, we got him all sorted. And I'm, I've I've snuck in the room trying to be discreet, and they they put a false stage in the back of the room so that people at the back of the room could like elevate themselves a little bit, to see. And some guy like forgot the stage was there and just walked straight off the end of it in the middle of Steven Spielberg talking and ate shit on the floor <laughs> and all you heard was this thump but he's behind a column so no one could see well like he's right next to me wow. i'm trying to hide wow. in the back of the room and be discreet and this guy's like stacked it right next to me and it was wow. like i was like fuck i'm out of the room so yeah that was, that was basically <laughs> the Steven, uh, short did steven acknowledge it did he have a fun one-liner or no anything? no he didn't he, he i mean i'm sure he could hear the thump but there's columns in this room so like the guy who fell down was behind the column so all he heard was ungodly thump of this guy eating shit and uh, yeah, he just he just carried on like a pro, as if it was like, yeah, that was some random noise. Don't know what that was. Processing it, moving on. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was at a stoplight this week, okay. and I saw <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. What? Walking, walking his daughters and with his wife across the street, like right in front of my car, fully decked out in his little pork pie hat and a funky little outfit, crazy sneakers. I was like. That's Jeff fucking Goldblum. Okay. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, he was. He was. He was exactly as you thought he would be. <laughs> like he all seemed right. to be like talking to all three of them and telling them jokes, and they were all giving him a look like, "Oh my god, shut up, Dad." Yeah. <laughs> oh, all right, fantastic, guys. So this movie was co-written by the Butterworths. Jez Jesus, Butterworth, Jeff Butterworth, Tony Award winner, <laughs> John Henry Butterworth. <laughs> Jeff did not want to talk to us about our, uh, our anecdotes. Up. No, it's Jeff, great. Jeff, Love the Jeff, is, Jeff is minding the timer, week. and I appreciate that. None for me this week. <laughs> just just uh, take the timer as a suggestion. Fuck. Dave and I had a fun little outing. We took the uh, significant others. We had Teresa and Angela joined by Mark, who uh, Our really, other. really confused us. Yeah, Mark, Mark was, uh, that was, that was fun. We, 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 oh, we turned so up. Fun. Okay, so just quick story. All right, so we took Mark from the Matt and Mark movie show. Jeff, um, can you tell this story or do we need, to, are you okay? Are you going to be all right if we, if we tell this anecdote or do you need to go fuck yourself? Yeah. <laughs> Do I need to go fuck myself? Guys, give me just five minutes. I need to go yeah, fuck yeah, myself. Yeah, yeah, it'll take two. But, um... <laughs> two minutes. So liberal. <laughs> so we've so we've gone gone to the, we, we booked that we i hit, hit these guys up earlier and we booked all the t- i booked all the tickets through a list entourage sort of thing uh we bought yeah like, entourage um i bought tickets for my wife to sit with us as well and uh so we all turn up my wife. and 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 mark's <laughs> mark's like are you guys here because i'm sitting in e14 or whatever it was he just and changed I'm like, rows <laughs> i'm like we booked row f no, he's, he was in E12. E12, yeah. like, we, dude, we booked, seat, we booked row F. He's like, yeah, but I can't sit off center. So he snuck uh, yeah, into yeah, yeah. The, he's, the row in front of us to sit in in, uh, in yeah. E12. I'm sitting fucking right behind 
Like yeah, I was going to say E yeah. and F. How far was this conversation? I, I could have chewed his ear during the movie if I was bored. Like, see, like and, yeah. and we're like, what, what the fuck? Just say something. We would have we swapped seats with you. You could have sat in the middle. It's, it's the, like, it's the okay. The movie ends and we're all outside and we can't find him. So we're literally like, was he even here? Like, did we even see yeah. him? Yeah. We, well, we, we saw him briefly. You know, and, uh, yeah. And then he he's like. have his. his yeah, it was so, it was yeah, yeah. it was weird, and it it was it was fun. It was like you know, but a little early in the friendship to be uh, pulling that kind of quirky bullshit. I don't know. We, it's just, we hung <laughs> out. I feel like we had to hang out. We were like, we have to get some drinks afterwards. We gotta we gotta yeah. reset. We, <laughs> we had reset. a great time. We all had a, we ready. all had a great time. I think he just didn't want to sit with us. <laughs> Mark, <laughs> awesome. Anyway, John, what do you think of Dial of Destiny? I think if you're an Indiana Jones fan, I think you're going to enjoy it, especially if you're an Indiana Jones fan that was kind of let down by Crystal Skull, which, you know, not All to be them. the Debbie Downer, but I think a lot <laughs> of people were frustrated. Um, my my only maybe that I'll throw this in there, it had a lot of CGI. So if you're a little frustrated with the use of CGI in certain movies, this this has a lot of it. So there's a lot more suspension of disbelief and a lot less practical than are in the OG first three uh, Indiana Jones. So I don't think that helped the movie, but I still had fun. Mm. How about nice. you guys? I mean, I, I want to share, like, as I'm walking out, there's a guy bitching it out behind me. Like really? I, oh, I, on, I, I sat down and I had some fun. This guy's like, I can't believe they did yada yada or whatever. Like it was, it was like, because the third act makes a pretty big swing. Just gonna say that, uh, yeah, and uh, and I, you know what? I just went with it. Fuck it. And this guy's yeah. like, oh, I can't believe they did that. And I'm like, really? In the first fucking movie, they opened the Ark of the Covenant. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It's they, like, they drink out of Jesus's cup in the third yeah. movie. Like, it's yeah. okay, <laughs> guys. You chose. There's a limit, wisely. Dave. <laughs> There's always There's a, a limit of yeah. Apparently, it's anything Star Trek's done can't be done in this. So, yeah. 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 I had. A, I actually had we a just see. We go ahead. We we do seem as a community to have, and I I, I really I have been thinking about this. We because of Crystal Skull and now because of this, without giving too many details away, there does seem to be a resistance the Indiana Jones film going fans to sci fi as opposed to supernatural. Mm. Like yeah. the, there seems to be something yeah. when we get into that realm where we kind of feel like, wait, that doesn't belong in this there story. Are no, there are no kind of whips and hats in sci fi. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. That was something I was thinking about. I mean, in the second movie, a guy puts his hand in someone's chest and pulls their fucking heart out. Come on. <laughs> Just like realism. Greedy, dumber. Um, <laughs> um, I had a lot of fun. It's a little long. The action sequences, there were so many and they were they were long. They were but yeah. they were so clear. Yeah. I know there was a lot of CGI, but it was very clear. They gave us good focal points so that it was it was it was never I was never confused during any of them. It was very straightforward, but it was always moving. I think the de-aging worked really well for me. Like obviously you can't oh, watch yeah. it and not think about the de-aging, but I think they were self-aware I, I think had... they did a good job with i had it. to talk myself out of watching that like critics like looking yeah, exactly. for critics and that because there weren't many yeah um that was spectacularly done you know and, and, um, of course, and they developed a new the... method of doing it um for this movie which really they fucking sold yeah. it and but i I'm thought always, it was a short sequence it's not and shout out to james mangold for maybe taking a lesson from the irishman he didn't hang on harrison in really really well lit scenes too long yeah I feel like they, the way they went to him and cut away from him, it didn't give you mm. too much time where you got in your head about, am I believing this or not? Well, see, so. yeah. Irishman was the old method as well. ILM, de- I, was it ILM? I think it was ILM, developed a new method for the de-aging technique with him. Probably, Lucasfilm. Because um, yeah. um, they like they have a new, like basically they went back and scanned his entire filmography. So they had an angle of his face in every lighting. 
and that's what they used for the composites. So it was it was a new method, cool. and it worked really really well. I love Phoebe. It was a little too. weird for me, and I couldn't remember if Crystal Skull had already happened after the acquisition. But seeing Disney before seeing Lucasfilm, yeah, weird yeah. yeah, seeing it for first, Indiana yeah. Jones. Seeing I know we first, see yeah. it every time we watch the you know the Star Wars stuff now on Disney Plus. But yeah. this movie, I don't know why I was hearing the music. Which, by the way, how old is John Williams? Yeah, Still yeah, right. Yeah, up. I was like, who wrote the music? I think this was his I think this was his last. Yeah, it's got to be. It would be a wonderful. Yeah. I hope you know. Yeah, anyway, I, I will it, say James it. James Mangold really knows how to finish something. I had fun. It, it was, was definitely a, long. Yeah. I have a feeling at home it's not going to play as well as it did in the theater because of how long it is and because of how many action sequences it is. Yeah. And because look, it is formula. You know exactly how every sequence is going to end. You know when the confrontations are going to happen. You know when they separate. You know when they're going to come back together. You know there's that part's not surprising. I still think that it's enough to carry you through. I still think it's enough. Mm. It is still my nice. top two uh, punching Nazis film of, <laughs> of the, the year. year. <laughs> top two punching Nazis film of the year. All right, people. Our new segment. <laughs> that was our mini review on Indiana Jones and the Dial of the of Destiny. If you hate us or if I mispronounce something, go on YouTube and um, Dave will respond. <laughs> <laughs> that one came at us from Facebook, dude. <laughs> and I think it's time that we get into our first bout of the night. Mm. 2000 against 2001 Mission Impossible 2 against Shrek. Let's go. All right, people. 2000. Fucking Y2K. (laughs) Yeah. Fuck all happened. And then movies start getting I I took the night off at New Year of 1999 because I was like, I I had a job in a band and I had a job uh, working tech for a comedy show. And I was like, there's no way way in hell I was going to (laughs) be fucking in that control booth (laughs) when shit went down. So I I took a band gig that night just in case they were right. I mean, you got to keep yourself busy. (laughs) Yeah, carry on. All right, John, what movies made some money in two? I mean, you guys were 10. Fuck you guys. <laughs> yeah, what was that? Yeah, yeah. John, what movies made some money in the 14? year 2010, according to the numbers? So, one, two, three, four, the summer. First of all, number one, uh, again, the rules, folks, just domestic, just for the year. Of course, these movies make more money when they go foreign and after the year. But the number one above this for the entire year came out in November. It was How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Jim Carrey, Ron Howard's oh, How the Grinch yeah. Stole Christmas. So that took it home with about 40, 30 to 40 more million dollars. So pretty clear. Then, So number one, two, and three for the summer are Mission Impossible 2, number one. Gladiator, fuck yeah. Oh. And the perfect storm, also oh. a really fun one. Still George something Clooney. I haven't seen. <laughs> really, I've oh, never dude. seen Perfect Storm. D- Dave, I'm pretty sure Bill Pope, your boy, films that, and it is he has a great Deacons podcast talk. He talked about Perfect Storm like the whole time. But remember, <laughs> remember there, are, there are two fantastic. things in this universe that that terrify me: black holes and tidal waves. <laughs> yeah, it was. It's a fun. <laughs> it's movie. pretty smart. Yeah. Um, I also want to uh, call out number six. X-Men, which for me, other yeah. superhero movies came out, but I think I'm going to go ahead and cite that is a very, very important part for people who think of where we are with film history, yeah. with the superheroes coming in. That is the movie that supposedly, from his own mouth, Chris Nolan sat in a movie theater and watched and said, fuck, I want to do that, but I want to do it with Batman. And that's that cool. was when he first had the, oh my God, I, I, that's what I've been wanting I mean, to do, taking a superhero thought, movie I, seriously. Who is not sat there and thought i want to do it with batman 
Jesus Here's a fun number seven, scary movie. <laughs> I'm glad that came in there pretty strong. Uh, what Lies Beneath, Aaron Brockovich. Oh, Jeff, I'll, I'll try to leave the uh, Oscar movies to you because I know you're going to set that That's up. Okay. No, the sequel shit. to Nutty Professor, uh, Big Mama's House, Charlie's Angels, Remember the Titans. That was a, a touchstone movie for... For uh, mine and Jeff's generation, when I, I bought, think, when I we bought my first oh, Blu-ray yeah. player. That was one of the two Blu-rays they gave you for free. Sure, sure, yeah. 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 Uh, M Night Shyamalan, Unbreakable, Scream Three, Road Break Trip. Off. Holy shit, Jeff! I'm going like back in time. Road oh, yeah. Trip. Are you Road Trip. Me? Tom Green. Uh, and I'll end with this one just because it's fun. Because Jeff's going to list off some more important movies. Fantasia Two Thousand. I remember that was a mm. that was a, a fun little callback when that came out. I remember Disney like yeah. trying to recapture the magic, and I was all about it. I fucking love that movie. Yeah. Uh, Coyote Ugly, Stuart Little, The Green Mile. Um, I was terrified by the first yeah. one. Jeff, set us up for the uh, the year. Give us because this is another really right. great Oscar year for um, yeah for some people. It's really good Oscar year. I'll also clarify that at the worldwide box office, Mission Impossible Two was the top grossing movie and a movie that came out at the very end of the year. So it came out in this year and it will be on the charts if you look at different metrics and stuff. Is Castaway? Castaway did come out in the year two thousand, made a ton of money, but most of that money was made in two thousand one. That's right when Tom Hanks fucked the volleyball. So. Um, in 2000, the most expensive. <laughs> I know Actually, he really did. Funny. Did you have to put it like that? So he put. It, he said something. Tom Hanks said something recently, like Rita. Rita Wilson, thanks for 40 years of marriage. I love you so much. And Wilson was like, "Oh, so he's just those four years we spent together meant nothing." Like the the Wilson handles. Okay, the most expensive film of the year was actually Disney's Dinosaurs, which was a hit. And then Chicken Run was the highest grossing stop motion movie ever. And The Grinch is actually at this point the highest grossing Christmas movie ever, and up to this point the highest grossing Jim Carrey opening weekend. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know, man. Die Hard's not um, a Christmas movie. Chris Willis um, said. And leading into the leading into the Oscars, uh, I think this year could also be noted for the Joaquinessance, where he plays villains in both Gladiator and Quills. Quills does not get remembered very well, but he just knowing uh, that Joaquin Quills. was the villain in that movie. But he's Gladiator. You know, that was a good year for He's still in his twenties. Okay, um, Jeffrey Gladiator. Wright, Kate Winslet. Good movie. Oh my god, so good. Jeffrey, oh my god. And then when they the 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 the, um, the telephone chain starts changing the story, and Jeffrey Wright's like, well, maybe they'll make it better. Quills, people. Gladiator <laughs> wins Best Picture, but Steven Soderbergh wins Best Director for Traffic. And shout out, Ooh. Steven Soderbergh, not only did he beat um, did he beat Ridley Scott, he also beats Ang Lee for Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and mm. uh, that's it. That's who he beat. Oh, and Spielberg. I call that decision into question. Uh, and just, to, just to clarify that, Steven Soderbergh released Aaron Brockovich and Traffic in the same mm-hmm. year. That's, mm-hmm. God, what a, yeah. what a hardworking gentleman. Yeah. So um, <laughs> Best Actor goes to Russell Crowe. Tom Hanks uh, was nominated for Castaway, of course. Julia Roberts was a clean sweep for Aaron Brockovich. Went to almost everything. Yeah. Supporting actor Benicio Del Toro wins for Traffic, beating jo- Albert Finney for... Uh, for fucking um, Aaron Brockovich and then Joaquin, of course. And supporting actress Marsha Gay Harden wins for Pollock, beating Julie Judy Dench for Chocolat, Julie Walters for Billy Elliot, and Frances McDormand slash Kate Winslet for Almost Famous, which of course won original screenplay, Traffic won adapted screenplay, and uh, Crouching Tiger won a lot of awards. <laughs> Actually won a lot, which was really cool. Shout out Angley. Other notable movies, Boondock Saints, Scream 3, The Beach, Poor Leo. Boiler Room, The Whole Nine Yards, Wonder Boys, Reindeer Games, Final Destination comes out this year. Woo! Ooh. Romeo Must Die, High Fidelity, 28 Days, their sequel's coming out soon. American Psycho, Love and Basketball, Center Stage, Road Trip, you said, John. Big Mama's House, Gone in 60 Seconds, Shaft, wow. Me, Myself, and Irene, The Patriot. Right, right there. 
time has passed. What's, what's your what's your favorite movie of 2000? If you had to if you had to pick this magnificent dude, list where's, just dude, said. where's my car? <laughs> <laughs> that did go to a very weird place. Yeah. I'll bring it on. And Best in Show also came out this year. Good stuff. Um, I, I, yeah, I watched that that year. I hope you watched it. Yeah. I rewatched. Oh, watched I rewatched year, Gladiator yeah. recently, as I told you, and and um, I have I have to say. It didn't hold up as well as I remembered it. The action sequences did, but the story was a little rushed for me. You know, this thing's happened. Yeah, I think it's Crouching yeah. Tiger for me. I think it's Crouching Tiger. Yeah. We did the re- yeah, we brought it. We yeah, talked about it. We the watched show that. Yeah. yeah. Go through our feed, Ooh. people. Crouching Tiger. Um, all, right, all right, let's get into it. Mission Impossible 2. Did you guys do the rewatch? Oh, yeah. Yep. yep. Oh, yeah. I'm accidentally still paying for Paramount Plus, which is still on. So uh, there you go. Yeah, they <laughs> got some weird covers it. on Paramount Plus, but they're all there. <laughs> weird covers. Um, Dave. We like to start with you in these little breakdowns. What did you think of your rewatch of Mission Impossible 2? Did you rewatch it for the franchise face-off, or did you skip this and then just rewatch it now? I for the franchise face-off, I did the latter ones. because uh, in mm-hmm. my opinion, this franchise was good in one and then really kicked off in three. Phil um, Sumab was good in three, yeah. Oh yeah. And I there was some something that ground my gears about two. JJ. And yeah. I don't know what it was. Um well I do know what it was now because I rewatched it this week. And it's like they tried to make Ethan Hunt James Bond. I mean, we. I, how many times do I have to say that in this podcast? Yeah. Um, that the, he's quipping. There's like he's not exact. It's it's weird. There's so many fucking mixed messages in it. Um, yeah. It's it. I don't know. This this one for me, it was like, uh, it's not a good Mission Impossible movie. Mm. Mm. Dave still feels this way because I think a lot of people probably felt that way at the time too despite these numbers being so fantastic like clearly well, being the, the number they, one they were running off mission impossible one everyone goes and sees it right. because it's like they made mission impossible one was awesome and they and got it too and it puts it through the roof and i'm like they got lucky John that Wu three carried it yeah John, i mean yeah, yeah. yeah but like when you look at it from the case of mission impossible 2 there are some good things that happened i mean this was originally going to be directed by oliver stone hmm can you imagine the film we would have got? So your first, are you saying your first good thing that happened was that John Oliver Stone did not direct it and John no, Wood directed but it? The good thing, the good thing that happened was it, this was actually one of the pioneers. Like this is tech, very tech, but it was one of the pioneers of advanced three D photogrammetry. So like the whole oh, uh, dive, dive out the window in Sydney, um, they actually photographed yeah. the shit out of it, applied it to three D models, and that was like. It was almost like a rehearsal for the Matrix. Ooh, yeah, Dave. Was this nostalgic? Watch. I, I forgot so much of this took place in. I've Sydney. been in like, almost I totally. Every, I've been in that. every location they shot, pretty much. I bet. Yeah, yeah, so, dude, yeah, they really used that town. I don't know what yeah, kind of also, I want, I just, I just, two movies this week. I just want to say, we get, go back to Sydney for when we get the motorbike chase. Uh, no, there is no fucking bush like that that close to Sydney. So uh, <laughs> I wondered where that was. I gave him some slack on that, but. Oh, another thing. This uh, this guy actually gave us Hugh Jackman as Wolverine because Doug Ray Scott was originally cast as Wolverine for the X Men films. Uh, right, I remember this. And Flip happened this very went, fast. This went a year over production. Oh, John so he, had to, so he had to drop out, and Hugh Jackman got the gig. Do you think Doug Ray Scott oh um, holds that holds it against John Woo a yeah, little bit? Oh my God, I feel like Doug Ray Scott is like stalking his family over this. 
Guys, wow. how many how many villains Big. look like some kind of composite of um, Sean Bean and or Jason Isaacs? I feel like every single person in here in like, my head, is like in a my head, In my head, it was Sean Bean until I pressed play because I had not watched this yeah. in years, but yeah. you're totally right. Um, yeah. Dave, I'm going to agree with you and say that I bet I know why you and all of us feel like it didn't really start up again until three. And, and I, th- for, I think for me, it's really, really, really simple. It's not just that they tried to make a make him a James. Cause I know what you mean. James kind of exists. James Bond. We're kind on of first, exists no, first name basis for us here at the, yeah, yeah. Us, we were talking about Steven at the beginning Bonnie. of the episode. Now we're talking about James. Um, JJ <laughs> Abrams, when they picked this up in number three, even though it did not do financially as well as they had hoped it would do, they, they laid the ground floor for Ethan Hunt to go into a relationship. It now yeah. became a character piece. And number two, it was not. So the intrigue that was established in number one with Brian De Palma's film, you know, really took it to a whole other level, a cinematic level that everybody was all about. And number two, they, cl- they clearly had not made Both. a decision really if they were going to create some yeah. kind of character background. And they didn't. Well, apparently so the script the- went through so many changes, it was apparently still being worked on when they were in production. Mm. Which is probably not and I mean that crazy worked, uncommon. That, I mean, but that worked for the original Super Mario Brothers, but not hey, for They this. did that for Gladiator yeah. too. They wrote that as they shot. Um, but yeah, for me, what's missing from 2 and why it feels like it's such a standalone compared to 3 up until what is probably going to continue into the Dead Reckonings yeah. is Ethan's background. The mm. reason he's fighting, or or maybe not the reason he's fighting, but an enormous obstacle and stressor that's always in the background now is his relationship with his wife and that he's always protecting her. Mm. And these friends that he has built into his team for the IMF that he now has emotional ties to. Yeah. He's not so freelance and, really and independent. And they're really playing on that in the new one. But yeah. Like, yeah, so I, I, I think that for I me, there were no... There's, that was, that was the thing that rubbed me wrong. They introduced, like, Tandaway... Um, Nelson Newton, sorry, who who's a fantastic yeah, actress. Dandy, Dandaway Newton. Yeah. Dandaway, yeah. Uh, it's Tandaway. Um, I, I made a point of looking this up because Tandaway. when they originally credited her, they credited her, credited her as Dandy, which is a, a, a typo. And how a lot of people like, still refer to her as, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah a lot of people but, still uh, her. Yeah, her actual name is Tandaway Newton. And uh, they, they introduced her as this, like, world-class thief that he had to go and get and then turned her into a sex object. And that was kind of Bond-esque was, too, where it was yeah, like, they got a like, relationship so immediately it was like, did that mean nothing? Up. And it was yeah. like, you guys just met and you're both thieves. Like, I, I, yeah, that, that is the, uh, that just to jump into this, that's it for me too, because I think that they spent a lot of time hitting their marks what a waste. for things for yeah. things like like the exploding sunglasses it was it's a very it's framed perfectly you know the mission impossible thing i think they did the the face coverings really well that they kind of they don't really do that anymore in the new ones as as much as they did back then i think that the, the masks little, the yeah. masks yeah and and they pull that off really well with uh with mm. when, the, when the guy with the broken pinky the face and the coverings. and he any case well also i, I, th- I think the series. other thing that rubbed everyone wrong was the first time you see ethan hunt he's an asshole well, like, the first time you see him, no. Well, the first time you see him, him he's free. He's doing a free solo. Well, yes, yeah. that. Well, yes, but I think they do it in a pretty good way because it's so obviously not him. I don't think yeah. anybody in the theater because I, I actually saw this in theater. Actually, I think this is the first week where I saw all four movies in the theater. I think there was one last week that I didn't see in the theaters, or maybe I saw. No, never mind. This is two weeks in a row that I've seen. Getting them all old theaters. enough to see the PG thirteens. Fuck away yeah, Jeff's baby. Yeah, there. let's go. <laughs> um, but no, so so you obviously the way he the way he was sitting in the in the the plane, like you knew that it wasn't him. It was just it, it seemed too much. Mm-hmm. I think even as a kid. I don't think I remember that. Oh, the but, hair but then, made it. But the free solo thing was cool to go from explosion and now he's being a badass, well, Jeff, but in like a calmer way. 
but so i, I, I mean, really feel like they spent a lot of time hitting their the, marks the free but... the free climbing thing as well he really did so you know points for that yeah this but, is really cool yeah he's hey, starting it, to touch on like uh you know doing all that stuff himself he's starting to turn into it but let's just back up from like a character standpoint jeff can you imagine like and he he produces these movies, folks. Yeah, so yeah. like, it's not like he was just a, a victim of this stuff. Mm. Was he producing? And you then? can almost feel them. Sorry. Was he producing then? Yeah, I think yeah, he, he was. He, but the first this one, was, I think this was a cruise. Okay, yeah, cool. Cruise Wagner started this whole thing, and but it's interesting to me because I guess they were still figuring out: do we want to be standalone like the Bonds? And as a character, I think you can see him as an actor approaching a character. You can see that he's still. Even moment to moment, and I'm not criticizing the acting moment to mm. moment, but just in terms of character arc, you could see Tom Cruise as an actor being placed in a scenario where there wasn't a super objective other than save the day. There wasn't anything emotionally grounding him to other human beings. And I feel like from three and on, you start to feel him, he is constantly about to lose somebody. And yeah. that makes all of this a wonderful action yeah. mean so much more because you feel yeah. like oh, if he doesn't, one... I mean, think about the way three opens on that, that point, that wonderful yeah, torture oh God, sequence yeah. where you think, it, oh my God, you know, it's just a whole the, other world. The, the, the Felicity Hoffman countdown gave me nightmares. Just the way he counted down. I mean, I'm still terrified. <laughs> you don't think I'll do it? Yeah. I'll fucking do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah dude. It's so good. <laughs> like that, dude, that was the, that was what they needed. Like the, the thing is like, you see the Ethan Hunt we end up with halfway yeah. through this movie. That's, that's, sure. they, that's he finds right, yeah. he, they he's find the there. character halfway through this, but, but yeah. there, there are really good. The, the, the one I'm, good thing about is what followed it with with Mission Impossible three. They took the notes. I think so, and um, it gave us you know three through think, what are we up to nine? I like the idea of the viral <laughs> outbreak and the you know they're going to spread it and they have the cure and that's what they're going to make the money after the spread. Not but yeah, I, I like the idea of so much of this. Uh, of course, they have the heisty sequence. You know, they have the of, of course you know they have to, which might have been too close to the original maybe. Um, but I, I don't know. On, on the whole, I I think this is a pretty good, fun action movie in the summer. I just don't I think that I ever needed to. Ever, yeah. I don't know if I ever needed to see it again. If, you know what I mean? I think it didn't feel Mission Impossible at all. Well, like, I was just about to well, ask you guys. I don't know. I, I I disagree. I think it did for me. I had a really, I had a shockingly, not shockingly. I just haven't seen this in a long time, and I really enjoyed rewatching it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, Despite yeah. everything we're saying, like let's also let's just tip our hat for a second. They and I, I like. Uh, Paula Wagner and Tom Cruise for taking chances on bringing new directors into these movies that they make and like oh we like your taste let's see what you'll do with our with you know with our mm. franchise or our story John Woo made a John Woo film they hired yeah, him to right. make a that's John right. Woo film and he fucking yeah. crushed it so and many made pigeons it. it's, it's honestly John Woo so many birds it's really it's really pretty there's a lot of really beautiful cinematic you know, that period of yeah. Asian martial arts film, it really, in a way, yeah. it works. I just but, don't know if it works in context of the Mission Impossible franchise, but I really had fun watching mm. it. I was, I I was kind of blown away by the how much The original Mission Impossible, there was a lot of running. There was a lot of, like, brutal fighting. This sure. one had wire work that was obviously wire work. And it, it just, yeah. it was so much of a change. Yeah, let's, let's put people set in pieces. context There's for so a obviously second. set pieces. I like the horse yeah. racing one because not- it kind of moved around, but yeah. There were not, I think we were also at the time when this movie came out for people who are, who are younger than us. The first one was not action packed. No. And I think some people were turned thriller, off by yeah. how much action there was in this one. But now this one didn't seem more action packed than the other ones. It just felt less grounded because of the lack of character. So, anyway, I still think I would still recommend if you haven't seen this in a while, 
I yeah. never watched this one when I rewatched mm. the Mission Impossibles. Give it another shot. I had yeah, fun. Yeah, give it another Some shot. It's, it's, characters. It's, it's not as bad as I remember. I just remember being extremely mm. disappointed when I went and yeah. saw it. Brandon Tom Cruise has a gray head of hair, doesn't he? Oh All my right, God. Let's keep going. God, yeah. The way they, I wish the I way they shot, hair. the way they shot and framed Anthony Hopkins, where he was always looking off to the side. He was like, in it for like two minutes. He, he was like a dragon. How much did he get paid, you guys? Yeah. Full quote. He was there Dude. for like a day and a half. And he was like, these lines are kind of cheesy, and he's like, if you say them as written. Three million dollars for two days. <laughs> I, I, I didn't remember this part either. I, I forgot he was in it, and then I was like, "Is he going to turn out to be the villain? Because that'd well, be they awesome." They just like always, that, but it was, yeah. yeah. Meet me in Seville. Uh, yeah. it's fucking fantastic. Yeah. All right. Mission yeah, Impossible. Meet me in Seville. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's our segment right there. We are now heading against fucking Shrek, people. Two thousand one. Holy shit, fucking Shrek. Which they had to make Shrek. into a musical. It was so goddamn good. John, tell us because I mean this. I mean this year, 2009. <laughs> yeah, right. I feel like is a big year in film. 2000 was a pretty good year in film, but 2001 is a tentpole year in film. John, what were the Fucking, highest grossing movies of 2001? Yeah, this is a pretty crazy year. A lot of people forget there were two fantasy two. franchises that premiered this year: Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings: The Fellowship of the Ring. Now, both of oh, them, Jesus. folks. This is pretty impressive. Both of them were Christmassy releases. So Harry Potter came out in no, late November, mid-November, and Lord of the Rings came out in mid-December, right before the Christmas week. It was, it was like both my birthday. Of them, Harry it Potter, was my birthday. It came out on my birthday. It's, wow, it's I went and saw it for my Potter, birthday. Harry Potter is number one at about 300 million, according to the numbers domestic. domestic. So Shrek is number two. That's our summer movie. Folks, it came out in mid-May. And it was still <laughs> yeah. about 13 million behind. So I just I just wanted to point that out. Lord of the Rings Fellowship of the Ring coming in at about 70 to 80 million less than that. But they came out a month later than Harry Potter. They would go on to gross quite a bit of money. Yeah. Uh, so let's keep going. Monsters Inc. Pixar coming in strong. We're gonna visit them and they uh the next round. So this was their their uh second big release after Toy Story 2. No, no, no. So Toy Story, A Bugs, Bugs Life, Life wasn't, Toy Story wasn't 2, Monsters, Inc. Um, that is correct, Yes, John. Shrek is, yeah. but uh, Monsters, Inc. is Pixar. So yeah. I was just yeah. pointing yeah. out Monsters, Inc. was their fourth film, yeah. Anyway, uh, Mummy Returns, give it up. We, we, we like the Mummy movies. Oh, yeah. Uh, Pearl Harbor, Jurassic Park 3, with that giant, giant fucking <laughs> new dinosaur <laughs> that they invented yeah. for, for that movie. Also, that proof really that fun. people will see the same movie three times. Uh, 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 I saw uh, Jeff Jeff Goldblum uh, walking his family across the street. Um, what else we got? Fucking Traffic, Hannibal. Uh, finds a way. Uh, 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 Ocean's <laughs> Eleven. Fun stuff. Come on. Speaking of Soderbergh. Boom, boom, boom. Ocean's Eleven Can you believe that? Brilliant. His two movies the year before this yeah. and then he comes out. What a, an amazing two years that, that guy had. Um, American Pie 2, Fast and the Furious. Guys, did you have I ever told Fast, you guys Fast that I like the Fast and the Furious yeah, movie? That's, another, that's, that's that. another, <laughs> that's no another multi-billion dollar franchise that started this year. So we're kind of coming into it's that world, family. folks. <laughs> uh, it's all about family. Um, Jeff, movies. why don't you give us some context for yeah. uh, some some of the well, Oscars and stuff? If we if we if we back out to to any movie that came out this year and their whole worldwide box office haul. Harry Potter is still number one at $965 million. Lord of the Rings actually will come in number two. Most of that money was made in the following year. And then Monsters, Inc. is number three. Shrek comes in at number four. Uh, Monsters, Inc. and Shrek, these animated films, most of their domestic share was in America, whereas Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings made a lot of money overseas, obviously. Oh, well, of course. Um, so Shrek is, Shrek is technically the fourth highest grossing movie worldwide. All of those other movies were late releases anyway. So that's it. That's summer movie, Shrek. Um, uh, a lot of them around Halloween. Okay, cool. So, Beautiful Mind wins the Oscar for Best Picture. 
the BAFTA actually does go to to um, Fellowship of the Ring, and mm. the Producers Guild oh, goes. Cool. To, I didn't know that. And Producers Guild goes to Moulin Rouge. Director Ooh. Ron Howard. Uh, Ron Howard got the statue mm. for A Beautiful Mind. Just a can can can. That's okay. Denzel Washington wins the Oscar <laughs> no, for Training Day. Denzel Washington wins the Oscar for Training Day. He beats Russell Crowe for Beautiful Mind, who just won for Gladiator the year before. And Halle Berry wins for Monsters Ball. And the famous she wins a ra- we hate the oh, Razzies after yeah. we tried to pretend like the Razzies were fun and fuck the Razzies, but yeah, fuck yeah, the Razzies. Anyway, Halle Berry wins for Monsters Ball. Jim Broadbent wins Didn't, for that, Iris. That was the year she took her her Oscar to the Razzies, wasn't it? Um, it's the other way around because that rises the day before, but okay. something. Yeah. yeah. Um. So Halle Berry wins for Monsters Ball. Jim Broadbent wins an Oscar for this movie Iris that I don't know if anybody's seen. No, I'm kidding. But he actually won the BAFTA for Moulin Rouge. So good year for Jim Broadbent in supporting roles. Yes. And Ian McKellen actually wins the SAG Award for Fellowship of the Ring. And Jennifer Connelly does pretty much a clean sweep for A Beautiful Mind for supporting actress. Helen Mirren mm. does win, uh, I think, a BAFTA for Gosford Park. She won something. Writing was A Beautiful Mind for Akiva Goldsman and Gosford Park for Julian Fellows. Yes, of Downton Abbey fame. And also nominated this year was a very important movie for somebody. Itu Mama Tambien was nominated for Best Original Screenplay and mm. Film Not in the English Language. Shout out, Fonzo. Shout out, Fonzo. Other uh, movies that came out this year, Legally Blonde, The Score, the Princess Diaries, Zoolander, Mulholland Drive, and one film that we talked about, Cameron Crowe's Vanilla Sky. Save the Last Dance, Saving Silverman, yes. Down to Earth, starring Academy Award winner Brendan Fraser. I love saying Academy Award winner Brendan Fraser Me when going too. through his catalog That's for the awesome. shit. The Mexican, which I keep seeing posters for. I don't know. It must be on Max or something, but I keep seeing this goddamn poster of the Mexican with Dude. <laughs> Brad Pitt and um, Mulholland Drive. Yeah, 15 wow. minutes. They cast a white guy in the Mexican. Exit wounds. Memento comes out this year in 2001 enemy of the gates by kids another big franchise for mostly kids blow joe dirt josie and the pussycats another crocodile dundee josie movie. the pussycats is one of my like go-to like there guilty go. pleasure films there you go this year crocodile dundee in la yeah. knight's tale shout out heath ledger he really crocodile saved that movie dundee in la is not <laughs> the animal swordfish <laughs> wet hot american summer rat race remake which i really liked this on theater bubble boy oh rock hard Hardball, From Hell, Donnie Darko, Spy Game, Behind Enemy Lines, and Todd Fields in the Bedroom. Last but not least, Ali gives Will Smith his first acting nomination. What do you know? It was a character that threw punches. (laughs) Jesus, Dave. All right. Shrek, guys. Shrek's fucking awesome. So let's hear what you guys thought of the rewatch of Shrek. Let's go. Shrek, Dave, did you rewatch this movie this year? It is available to stream. I have seen this movie so many fucking times. Same. Um, like repeatability is through through the roof and um you know i i was researching this because i do research for this show. Oh, research and uh, yeah and i found out and i did not know this uh because they re-recorded the dialogue three times for this film oh. uh for shrek because it was originally chris farley as shrek mm-hmm. yes and he died yes. with 90 percent right. of like the dialogue recorded yeah i'm yeah. curious like I want to hear that version because Chris yeah. Farley is fucking funny. Like I'd love to hear it, but then no they accent. Recorded it again. As far as like right, no accent. He didn't do the Scottish yeah, accent. No, right? no, that he didn't. Uh, then Mike Myers recorded it with a Canadian <laughs> accent, and then about you know eighty percent through, Mike Myers was like, "What if he had a Scottish accent?" And then they did it all again with Mike oh, Myers doing such a, a Scottish choice. accent, and you know history was fucking made. Um, Guys, Eddie Murphy was nominated for a BAFTA for best performance by an actor in a supporting role for his voiceover work in this Dude, movie. Dude, there are so many fun stories to come out of this. Like, um, did you know that like the animators at DreamWorks were working on both Shrek and Prince of Egypt at the same time? 
And if you fucked up, if you fucked up on Prince of Egypt, you were sent to the Shrek room because they had so little faith in this project. That was the B team. Yeah, I fucking love that. Like Lion King was the B team. It was known as being Shreked. You were sent to the Shrek room. Yeah. I listened to the uh, the men who would be king. It's like the history of DreamWorks. Not too long ago, it's a book. It's pretty interesting. If yeah, I was interested in like film history. Also, and that came like, up quite a bit. It was like this was in the background. Yeah. of DreamWorks animation. They threw everything for into the whole time. Prince of Egypt yeah. was in '98. That's three years later. Yeah, this took a long time. Well, this was the beginning of the company. It took four that years was, to make this thing. The company that was competing against Pixar with this 3D animation, they basically, you know hired them 3d and then after this did really really well and god i'm, I'm not going to get the name well, or the number right but they sold the company after this well pixar was already valued at like billions of dollars and they sold this company after the success of shrek for millions yeah. and everybody was just like so fucking angry there's so much <laughs> weird drama about what was yeah. happening in the background and how this movie was truly shunned in dreamworks and then yeah. it came out it premiered in con they fucking took it to Khan. That was yeah. the premiere of Shrek. Can you believe that? How fucking hilarious! <laughs> How much standing ovation did that get? <laughs> I mean, look, Khan they loved it. it Khan, Khan loves celebrities, and when you have Mike Myers, Eddie Murphy, Cameron Diaz in two thousand one, yeah, John, John Lithgow, Lithgow, Vincent Castle, Cameron Jim Diaz Cummings. I mean, that by the way, yeah, Cameron Diaz really um, did. Did you know that this movie was screened at Disney Legal to avoid lawsuits? They called the Disney lawyers in and they, screened the film. They should. I mean, yeah. I was wondering, watching it this time, kind of in our Roger Rabbit conversation, I was like, how did they get away with using seven dwarves and all those fairy tale characters? Oh, yeah. yeah well, that was a collaboration. But th in this case, they were like, okay, we've said a lot of shit about like some stuff. A lot so of they, shit. So they screened it for Disney Legal, which is really funny because Lord Farquaad, which is funny enough as it is, um, was That's modeled so on Michael Eisner, who was the current CEO <laughs> oh, of Disney. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Which funny. is not to get in the hot water here, but Katzenberg, Jeffrey Katzenberg, who's the K and SKG of DreamWorks, was had a bad leaving from Disney after yeah. killing it in the second Golden Age of Disney. Him and Eisner had a bad lawsuit. They did not get along. That's funny. Yeah, yeah he was kind of modeled <laughs> after his enemy. It was. Yeah, that was that was a whole thing. Um, yeah, and uh, so I'm did sure you rewatch it? Yes, of course I rewatched it. It's awesome. Did you have fun? Yeah. I guys, I rewatched I mean, Smash this. Smash Mouth wasn't even supposed to be in that movie, and it was immediately. I, I rewatched yeah. it. I forgot that it was like a minute in. They started telling the story, and I thought it was going to be a long. I thought it was going to be like a Beauty and the Beast intro, and they're like, "Yeah, like that'll happen." Somebody, <laughs> that is that yeah. song. This is as of TikTok over the pandemic. Out of all of the songs in the world, can you guess this song on one note? <laughs> That's all. Just literally, if if you go some, everybody in the country's like, "Yep, <laughs> yep, Shrek, yep, <laughs> yeah." But like that, they put that in as a placeholder. They were going to get that some other uh, music before, and then when the animators saw it, it was like, "Fuck no, this has to stay. <laughs> it's perfect." <that's> so <laughs> good. That's so yeah. good. I heard a couple of good anecdotes in the book about how um, the directors Andrew Adamson and Vicky Jensen. Uh, Adamson apparently was working with you know their team of animators, and they had been hiring, of course, voice actors to do a lot of the bit parts, the yeah. fairy tale characters, Pinocchio, the Three yeah. Pigs, things like that. And they eventually 
he convinced Katzenberg and the team to allow him to just let the animators who were doing just stand-in voice work with the jokes and stuff to stay in because they were doing such a good job. So all of those hilarious, you know, the German mm. accents and Pinocchio's <laughs> ridiculous this voice is one and of those things. things where the animators. It, it's like, how the fuck did they get the, that across the line? Like with Roger Rabbit, like it's same thing with Shrek. It's like, how the fuck did that stay in the movie? And yeah. it, because it just all works because we all want to take a little bit of piss out of some of that stuff and they do it so subtly and perfectly. Do you think it helps that we, and we say this now, actually, this is, re- this is really funny. I'm going to say this. I don't give a shit. Um, I played a, 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 I was in a band that played at a, a Drew Barrymore's daughter's birthday party. So I saw, I talked to Drew Barrymore a little bit and they were talking about store princess stories. She was talking with a group of people and it was like, yeah, we're trying to find new stories because the old princess stories, you know, it's always the same kind of thing. And the woman is just saved by a prince and it's not a good thing. But I was like, yeah, and what if the prince sucks? And she laughed. That was one of my favorite jokes <laughs> of all time. I was like, well, yeah, what you, if the prince did sucks? You, did you create Ever After? Well, okay. Well, this is definitely 20 years after Ever After. But, um, <laughs> but it's funny because how... I mean, I'm sure this wasn't the first time that a princess story was broken, like literally broken, like fucking Bane breaking Batman's back. But like, this is so, this movie comes out and basically says, you know what? These princess stories are kind of full of shit. And then it creates this new princess story and forget the fact that it ends with Fiona becoming the ogre, which is just one of the great twists of all time, especially in children's movies, like a children's movie twist. How great is it that her true love self, you know, that she becomes the ogre. It's like, this is who I really am. Fuck it. But just forgetting that. Yeah. Just the fact that she's like, I wanted to meet my prince. And and just the whole idea of like calling that into question, like what a great story. What a, same thing with like the yeah. Frozen, where it's like, what if true love was two sisters love and not, you know, romantic male, female love. I just think that alone, you're setting yourself up for success. And then you get the best comedic people around, some of the biggest celebrities. I mean, and then obviously Eventually. the creators. Are, this is it was fucking brilliant. Everything about this. You listen to it and you're like, what a good Donkey choice. was originally supposed to be, uh, was it Chris Rock? I think Donkey was originally. Because oh, Eddie Murphy wrong. played really hard to get. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll look it up. But anyway, I just it think it was a. Good. I will say I had not seen this in a very long time, and I remembered like really, really liking it when I was a kid. I really liked it in mm. the rewatch. It's 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 totally rewatchable. I think kids are going to be able to rewatch it, and you know, of later generations, and still enjoy themselves. Um. But more unlike a lot of other like animated movies that have come before and will come during and come after, it doesn't. It kind of stands alone in the sense that it is a comedy. It's yeah. not the stakes are never very emotionally driven. Of course, there is a story, and of course, it's touching when she turns into the ogre at the end. But it's still grounded in comedy. It's not oh, dramatic yeah. Yeah, in yeah. the same sense that Disney or Pixar mm. tend to live in those sense, places. They, they pioneered some 3D rendering techniques during this as well. So, mm. like the they humans, get, they get I mean, credit for that. And it looks, yeah, if they do get credit. It was kind of fun going back. Like some of that stuff was pretty crude, and I, I liked yeah. the way it looked. Like crude mm. in the sense that they were er, humans are hard. And these they were humans doing humans, hard. you know, pretty early on. And there were some you could tell some like basic models that they were using to put in like crowd scenes and stuff and it still it lended it lended itself well to the humor and the charm of this movie so i liked it i think um yeah i I don't want to say anything yet i'll I'll say it at the end of the episode but i had a great time and i had totally forgotten how much not just smash mouth at the beginning how many like pop songs are in this movie i'm a believer it's It's a a yeah I don't um, give a dub. I'm a reputation. Right. Is it, I is forgot it, about uh, the gladiator can, scene. Is it the, time I mean, to uh, 
there's, there's definitely so much more to I, I also love all the Duloc shit I love every single I love Welcome mm. to Duloc what a way of introducing what, what yeah. an expository like fun Fuck you down and then it finishes with the, the photo of track. I mean, all of it, the slaying of the every single thing about it is just so great. And honestly, I, I kind of like all of them. I kind of like all the tracks, to be honest with you. I like the second one. I like track the third. It made me want to watch two. I don't think I ever saw three. Um, two is great. Yeah, I think so too. Let's two. Yeah, exactly. is even better than one. You <laughs> might be right. Maybe, maybe, maybe right. I kept going. Maybe, but, but it's it's also so good because it was set up for success. You know what I mean? It's the Godfather of animation movies. That what <laughs> well, it's like it's like it's like a comedy series, like a, like The no, Office. That was good it, in season the Godfather one. Of animation. And then you can oh, say this was good. Let's double down on that in two. And then they actually did that. You know, this was great. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Let's vote. All right. So let, let, let's talk it out because I feel like this is these movies are so different. We didn't they love are. Mission Impossible 2, but it is a great summer blockbuster movie, especially for its time. This Fuck movie... that bullshit. I'm Shrek all the way. All right, John, you and I. You know what? I'm, and I think I might be an outlier here. I'm going Mission Impossible. Fuck. I know people who listen to this episode <laughs> might it. think what's, like, what's Amelia oh, Westerman's sure. character's name? Yeah, 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 sure, sure, sure. I know everybody thinks that. But y'all, honestly, I went into my rewatches this week, like thinking, of course it's Shrek. MI2 isn't a good Mission Impossible movie. I'm not criticizing Shrek. Oh, but I I was less quick story. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I was less blown away in my rewatch of Shrek than I anticipated. Maybe in my head I built it up too much, but I was a little underwhelmed when I rewatched Shrek compared to how impressed I was. By how much I enjoyed rewatching it, my two, it just kind of shook me. I, I was just like, "Oh, I thought I was going to hate that," and I really enjoyed it. And I thought I was going to love, love, love Shrek, and I liked a lot of it. I really, really loved a lot of it. But there were certain parts that didn't blow me away as much as I wanted them to. So, Jeff, mm. come at me, dude. What are you? What are you doing? You're, You're going to break this. But one thing, I have to tell a quick uh, Mission Impossible too. I have to, do quick, it, do it. I have to, I have to tell a quick Mission Impossible story. When they go to the uh, the horse racing. You yeah. see a bunch of horse racers, and one of them is C. Brown. That's my fucking cousin. The horse? No, your horse. The jockey. Wait, wait. The jockey is my cousin. Serious? How did you not say that? <laughs> How did that not come up in our conversation about it? Yeah. Oh god. That's I don't, so I don't know good. if they that's just put funny. the pants on him or the stock footage or what. I like. We haven't mentioned. Like he hasn't mentioned to me that he was in Crocky. it because we haven't talked in years. He rides a horse. Yeah. He's fucking little. Yeah. Uh, if anyone ever Jeff. finds this podcast from my family, they're gonna be like, "What the fuck?" Like, like. <laughs> All right, fuck Jeff. You I guys. thought I was Jeff. gonna be the outlayer. I thought I thought so, you were so, going well, Shrek. No, because sure. I, you're the designer, Jeff. So I've seen Shrek a lot, and in my rewatch too, I caught myself kind of looking around and stuff. So this this, this is tricky, and it, exactly, dude. Well, I was really like, hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm kind of bored. <laughs> no, I wasn't bored. I wasn't bored, but I've seen it a lot. So I, I also wanted to have some respect for that because I have not seen. If I had sure, seen sure, Mission sure. Impossible, a strong word. If I had seen Mission Impossible Two as much as I've seen Shrek, I would have been a little bored by Mission Impossible Two because I've seen Shrek ten times. Mission Impossible this was my second or third. This is my third time. I was watching Mission Impossible Two, and like a Bond movie, the yucks got me. I liked seeing the the sunglasses. This is this will de- you know self-construct self-destruct in five four and he's like cool and he throws it it blows up and it goes into the title scroll i liked that i liked the summer movie feel of mission impossible shrek doesn't feel like a summer movie to me and so i know this is just kind of like what what is the best movie and it's not supposed to be just specifically what is the best summer movie like i don't think empire beat we are talking about summer summer blockbusters so oh i thought we are doing that that's that's kind of how i'm framing it too Summer like, what do I want to put? I get a large popcorn, large drink. I'm with my friends. No, I didn't. No, no, no. Blockbuster we we have theater. been doing that the whole time. We have been doing that the whole time. But 
Yeah, I, I, uh, I feel like I voted with John every time, and I can't you, wait to fucking you, break this. You, but you I'm get seriously going five with, seconds. I'm seriously going with Mission Impossible Two. I'm, I really am. I really think it's a better summer movie. I'm sorry. I watched Shrek, and uh, I was like, it just doesn't funny. feel like a summer movie. Out of all the, I feel the same out way. Out of all dude. the animated movies, it just doesn't feel as much like a like it, like if I'm with kids at the lake, like my friends' kids, and we pop on the sh the, the movie. I, there are other better summer animated movies than that one. That's what I think. Mission Impossible Two. I think people. I agree, dude. I think I yeah. Damn it. I agree. Damn Dave, it. I'm, look, we could be, we're totally, anyone you know who says Shrek, personal I'm not choice. It's personal all. choice. It's there's three of us. That's why there's three of us. Shrek yeah. might be, Shrek might, Endure is the better movie. It's Spurred a Musical. It's successful. I'm going to say it again, though. I think two, I remember more fondly than one. Because like, I, I let two just continue. I it was just not. kind of playing. I got up and kept watching it. <laughs> immediately, I was kind of laughing a lot well, more. I like the beginning of anyway. one, and I like the heist of Langley, but... I don't remember I will, the rest. I will say I enjoy the Borns are better. I enjoyed two more than I did the first time I That's saw it. Shrek. This rewatch, <laughs> but yeah, whatever. All right, people. All right, folks. We got to move on. We can't. We can't wow. li live in this here. Fucking somehow. Somehow Raiders of the Lost Ark is out, but Mission of the Possible Two is on. <laughs> Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. You got nothing on MI2. Here we go, people. We have to take a very, 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 very short break, and then we are going to pit 2002's Spider-Man, the Tobey Maguire. Oh my God, Spider-Man up against. Finding Nemo. Holy shit, let's go. It's gonna get ugly. Yeah. And we're back, people. Let's go. 2002's Spider Man against 2003's Finding Nemo. I gotta turn my AC oh. off. Shit, my AC. And nah, the rain started. It. It's fine. No one can hear it. <laughs> and all right, well, you can on Zoom, but my uh, fancy no, audio. No, we can't. I, I trust me. I process the fuck out of this audio, guys. Thank you to Dave for um, doing that. Actually, <laughs> honestly, it doesn't matter because it's pouring so much on my AC unit right now. It is. I mean, it just started. Oh, it's not raining here yet, and oh. I'm literally across the river. Well, so stand by for my noise. Yeah. All right, 2002 Spider-Man against 2003's Finding Nemo. We're of course going to start with 2002, going in order here. John, you want to tell us what was going on in 2002? What movies made some money? Uh, sorry, my dogs are fighting. Um. <laughs> You told them Attack not to. Attack of the Clones. <laughs> Star, no. Star Wars, you know, we already talked about the first one, Attack of the Clones. I, I texted my co-host because I was like, is it Spider-Man or Attack of the Clones? <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah. So it, that came in at number two, released in May, so technically the summer. Number, th number three of the year. I like Because we mentioned it in the first half of this episode. Yeah, sure. Me too. Uh <laughs> Two Towers, Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. Also, that was John just like being with dismissive fellowship. as fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree with you. I think that one is good. Yeah. Um, so the second Lord of the Rings installation comes in pretty safely for the numbers domestic at number three for the year, but it was released in December, so it doesn't count. And that beats, It's I wanted to mention it just because that beats for the, for the uh, domestic markets that beat the second Harry Potter, which safely was above Lord of the Rings in the previous year. So Harry Potter, the Chamber of Secrets, the second installment, yeah. for me, according to the numbers, which also, just like the previous year, came out in November, Lord of the Rings came out in December, is number four for the year, right behind Lord of the Rings. So continuing on from there, another M. Night. We got Signs, Mr. Shyamalan, just oh. cranking him out. He's in his fucking prime. There's a lot of, uh, lot of disparaging of, comments about that one. I want to call this one out just because... Jeff loves this movie and quotes it a lot. Yeah, fuck yeah. Austin Say Powers, Hell yeah. gold, <laughs> gold right. member. I love gold. Uh, top 10. I love gold. Oh, <laughs> blimey. Look at him. He's a little tripod. 
fucking I'm fucking Michael Caine, and that guy's a fucking tripod. Yeah. Uh, we got fucking a Men fucking in Black glass, Two, yeah. uh, Ice Age, another I think SKG DreamWorks, uh, Die Another Day, Scooby Doo, Lilo and Snitch. Wow, Jesus. Um, yeah. Minority Report, another massive Tom Cruise mm. uh, endeavor. There, there's but a good one. Not it's top twenty. That is a good one, but for the numbers for domestic, it only came in at sixteen. Uh, one of my favorite early 2000s horror movies when the horror genre was starting to really beef back up. I think this movie was one of the tips of the spears, The Ring. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, I have yeah. that on my list here. From, yeah. yeah, dude. I really, really, it came out right before Halloween, third Nightmare. week in October. So many the image, I saw her I just face. I had to have a drink after you mentioned The Ring. Like, that's how oh, bad that dude. movie was. It was great. I love that movie. I watched yeah. it last year with, with my brother and Elizabeth. It was fucking fantastic. Oh, my God. We got to give it up for this one because I can't believe that it did not go higher than it did. It came out in the summer, sitting safely at number 20th, The Born Identity. Can you believe that? Yeah. This was the first Born movie, and it didn't get higher than that. That's fucking amazing to me. But Born Identity, mm. number 20. Sounds good. Uh, that we have some up. Oh, come on, damn. We Doug, had some, uh, some of yeah. all fears. Eight no, Mile, great, Black Hawk Down. Honest, yeah, no Road to Perdition, Catch Me If You Can, Panic Room, Red Dragon, Scorpion King. Uh, Jeff, give us oh some Oh my God, some, some Scorpion King, the, the worst CGI in the world. Dave. <laughs> um, that movie introduced Dwayne, The Rock Johnson, yeah. to the cinema, Dave. Are oh, you yeah. kidding me? Come what on. a monster. Yeah, and uh, his CGI model was not good. <laughs> I, I, I can't keep buzzing you. This is, <laughs> so this is 2002. That's Paramount's 90th anniversary. That's right. Paramount's been around for now more than 100 years. Wow. Uh, Spider-Man as the first movie to make $100 million in the opening weekend. They talk about that in Entourage, the series. Mm-hmm. Um, it would become the highest grossing, su- grossing superhero movie of all time. Um, and Attack of the Clones was the first Star Wars movie to not top the annual box office. It wasn't <laughs> even in the top four worldwide, even if you account for... It's extra years and stuff. Star Wars movie not to bomb in week two. <laughs> I can't keep buzzing. There you go. John's got it. Yeah, give him a buzz for that. Uh, Attack of the Clones worldwide would actually be number four at the box office with $656 million worldwide, which is not what they were expecting. Oscars was fun this year. So this is a crazy year. So Chicago wins Best Picture. Roman Polanski, mm. who is not allowed in America, <laughs> wins Best Director Probably for the Pianist. for good reason. Oh, no. I, I'm just saying. <laughs> he beats Martin Scorsese for Gangs in New York. Steven Spielberg for Catch Me If You Can and Rob Marshall for Chicago, who won, you know, Best Picture. So fucking heated Best Director category there. Adrian Brody beats Daniel Day-Lewis and Jack Nicholson at the Oscars. He wins for The Pianist. He's in his 20s. Nicole Kidman wins Best Actress for The Hours in a very small amount of screen time because there were three different chapters in that movie. It's a fantastic film. Uh, And she beats Renee Zellweger and Julianne Moore, who is in Far From Heaven. Mm. Of course, Renee Zellweger for... Chicago. Chris Cooper wins for adaptation in a fucking awesome. He was so good in adaptation, him and Meryl Streep. And he beats Christopher Walken in Catch Me If You Can, who won a bunch of awards, including SAG, and I believe he also won the BAFTA. Screenplay goes to the pianist, believe it or not, and talk to her by Pedro Almodovar. Pedro Almodovar is an Oscar winner and he for writing a screenplay, which by the way was not written written in the English language. So kudos to the Oscars for having some goddamn respect. Michael Moore famously wins Best Documentary for Bowling for Columbine and says out loud in 2002, Mr. Bush, President Bush, we do not support your war. And he gets booed, even though he had prepped with every Hollywood celebrity, Sean Penn, Denzel, all the Hollywood celebrities. He said, I'm going to do this. And they said, do it. And he does it. And he still gets booed at the Oscars. But 
what aged well the booing or michael moore saying we shouldn't invade iraq and afghanistan shout out and he literally was like he's he knew what he did that he's like i'm never coming back yet there you go take that as your fucking will famously lose yourself eminem wins best oscar or you can face facts lose yourself wins best oscar but isn't allowed to perform at the ceremony until years later mom spaghetti and frida Wins best score, shout out. Um, I'm just gonna be very wow. quick here. Jason X comes out this year. People, the drunkest Woo. we've ever been on this podcast. Oh my God, yes. None the, for Halloween the episode one, 2020. The one, the one podcast of ours you cannot find on Facebook because it was pulled. That's right. <laughs> Jeff Jeff ate a three course meal in the midst of, of that podcast. I ate it during the movie I didn't watch. So yeah. <laughs> um, Orange County was where I met Jack Black. Mm. That came out this year. Okay, okay, okay. Orange okay. County, yeah. Um, slackers. Uh, collateral damage. Super Troopers. The people who like funny movies. Dragonfly. The Time Machine mm. remake with Guy Pierce comes out this year. Ali G into house kicks I off. I like that. The was, career there, of a there famous were terrifying British actor. elements in Time Machine. Yeah. Panic Room. Yeah. Um, Panic Room is the good. The Rookie. Panic Room is a, it's an awesome fucking wanna. Yeah. Like My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Wanna. Yeah. My Big Fat Greek Wedding becomes a, actually a hugely successful comedy that ended up spawning yeah, a series. Yeah. Unfaithful About a Boy, the Scooby-Doo movie. Lilo and Stitch didn't do as well as a lot of the other animated movies leading up to it, but, you know, still probably famous should've. movie. Mr. Deeds, Adam Sandler. Uh, another fucking Crocodile Hunter movie, Collision Course. Halloween Resurrection comes out in July. <laughs> that makes sense. Roads to Permission, Eight-Legged Freaks, Gold Member, you mentioned, John, Triple X, One Hour Photo. Not- Iggy Igby Goes Down, featuring future Emmy winner Kieran Culkin. Triple X. I will say Secretary this, this Drumline, Eight Crazy Nights, Hot country. Chicks, Finally, and the 25th Hour movies in Halloween. So. The Transporter. Yeah. Um, what a year. Do you guys think the listeners can discern what we're saying when we all talk at the same time? Yes. We're, we're, actually, yes. we're actually Dave puts us in a room. Dave, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so, Dave put us uh, in the channel yeah. so he can set us in the room. It's good. Um, <laughs> you listen can, with your best audio. Everybody's listening. You, you can pan left, right, or that's center. That's for all of to, us. You can pan that's left. for all three of us. You can pan left. How hoity we'll toity do we button, sound? Dickhead. Uh, <laughs> you can pan left, right, or center depending on who you want to listen to. All right. Enough of this bullshit. We've got to talk about Spider-Man. He really did that tray set practically on a hundred and whatever takes. Dave. He really Sp- did. Uh, it was like 156 takes it took him to do that tray set. Uh, it was sped up, but he, he did catch it practically. And what'd you think? Did you rewatch? Uh, I didn't because I've seen this so many fucking times. All right. So um, it's not fresh. Go ahead. No. Uh, this yeah, almost had you Jackman's Wolverine in it, by the way. Ooh. Yeah, oh, the, the scene was uh, they couldn't get the costume because apparently the costume was missing, so they cut the Wolverine scene. Um, they also Sony they also lost owned both. Yeah, they, both they, they also why? lost four spider suits. Someone stole them from the set of this movie, so the real problem with uh, the costume department. I think they're in Tobey Maguire's sex dungeon. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think oh my we God. know what they are, you yeah. guys. He's hanging upside down, just like yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> really? No one's gonna buzz me for that. <laughs> uh, oh, I think, sure. I, 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 <laughs> just to be polite. Yeah, there you go. Jesus, come on. That um, really that kiss struck a yeah, chord. That kiss. That, really that kiss is iconic. I want. I will say, like, not knowing that, like the <laughs> when I was watching it this time, I was like, this is beautiful, but it really took on a life of its own when that movie came out. It was everywhere. <laughs> well, but, also, yeah. before memes. Yeah. But it, oh was, my God. it was also like a filmmaking and... thing. Like he's, he's got water pouring up his fucking nose. That was not a comfortable shot to do. As Elizabeth said, the, she does all the work though. 
oh my Kirsten god yeah. is really doing all the kissing and that he's holding his fucking breath he's got <laughs> yeah, water pouring down his nose he's breathing out through his nose and saying you gotta adr this i don't want water coming in <laughs> like when you're like, like, like when you flip in water and you have to blow out your nose also yeah, willem dafoe did most of his own stunts and was also no in shit. the suit most of the time and that laugh is still haunting me. Oh my god! Yeah, he, I mean, <laughs> yeah, if, if they had any other person playing Goblin in that movie, yeah. it might not have worked as well. But does yeah. it make it crazier to know how big his penis is? Oh, Jesus, Jesus! <laughs> we should gush that. Yeah, no, no, no I'm, I'm, I'm giving him. A... Oh Jesus! No, don't gush. Don't do that. Waterfall. For my kids, gush with the penis size. <laughs> yeah, I got to see. I got to see uh, one time his at penis? Bam in New York. Jesus. The Brooklyn Academy of Music does a lot of really wonderful theater and live performance in New York City. And I got to see Rome Defoe and Marishnikov no. in this absurd avant-garde theater piece where they were both clowns. And there was dialogue as well. And it was fucking haunting. And Willem, he just he can take these these maniacal characters yeah. into this really weird special theatrical place. And I think he just, that, that same, I, yeah. I just kept thinking about that performance when I was rewatching this. Just saying, I'm, he really I'm, brought not, it. I'm not getting in a van with the guy is pretty much what we're saying here. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> there was a fire fight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God damn it. Was Boondock Saints the year before this? Or did you just read it off of this list? Uh, year before. Year before. 2001. The Willem Dafoe, renaissance right i but feel also, like he kind of there really a, exploded back into our like there is some stuff that's like sam raimi used in this film where it was like it's still referred to as the spider cam but it was not independently oh, fuck, used it's 99 as, well it, it was, must have come out in 2000 i don't know whatever. it was not it was, independently it was used as like for spider-man so like the camera technique where he's, he's swinging they actually filmed and oh. yeah and and like inserted him into that sort of thing. So what? Yeah. How did they film that? It's it, it's a like a motion capture camera that they well it's a ca- a camera that is available to swing. I wow. guess. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was looked really good. I mean, yeah, you got to give it up just for people who are like establishing rules for major franchises where it's going to become part of the language that people play with for the re- what movie are we on now? Yeah. The eighth. Yeah, I mean they Spider-Man no, they, re- they replaced it with CG. But <laughs> like from like but I want to say Spider-Man two the way it, yeah. it looked right yeah but yeah. like he he set the tone yeah there's some good Sam Raimi too folks yeah the Evil Dead man right like he's more known in that horror space and genre space before taking this on and it's it it really is hard to imagine I made the X Men comment for for last year or two thousand and now this it's it's hard to think of but superhero uh, movies were still fairly niche they still happened but they were not dominant the way that they are now and for sam raimi somebody who is a a known director to take on something like this Mm. it was kind of special at the time but i think he exceeded everybody's expectations yeah this ended up just being so incredibly successful and critically acclaimed that that's kind of also really unique and special, and I mean, why it transcended it al- the superhero genre. It also gave genre. us um, like J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson, I mean, who carried on into that, yeah. the modern Marvel universe. Like he was so good, they kept him. Is J.K. Simmons the, is one? Of, is he one of the best actors we have right now? Of finding that point of view, finding that specific point, 
and just fucking nailing it. Yeah, like, I, no, I've seen him in many, many things. He might be one of the best actors we have today. No, for sure. He has, he has, incre- he has incredible range, but he also knows his role and doesn't have to prove his range every time. He hits, J, th- this character, he hits it, he finds that fucking nail, and he hits it dead into to the spot every single time. Yeah. Yeah. The humor, the, uh, the, the camp... So that second scene with John, him where John he's hiring Toby McGuire. He lives in Hollywood. So. <laughs> oh my God, you guys, I'm like dying. <laughs> the scene joke. where I'm he's like hiring and firing, you know, give me the pictures. No, I don't want them. I'll give you 300. Get out of here. Yeah, give me the pictures. <laughs> just that the, the, the comedic sense is just fucking perfect. Um, yeah, he's great. I, what do you say about this movie though, you guys? I feel like it. I feel like for a long time we looked at this and X-Men as like that's how you make a superhero yeah. movie. And then, you know, Nolan came in and turned it away from the camp into a very heightened grounded realism. And I think it kind of changed the way we thought of these things. But so then, in a way I mean, like that's the thing. Spider-Man like you, movies you cannot compare DC to Marvel. They are two different things. Like DC I mean, is you know, people so. say DC that all the time, notorious. but to the average layperson, no, DC you know? is notoriously darker. Always. I guess I guess that's because true. Because they they, one... they establish the dark side of the character every time. Like Marvel yeah. doesn't. And when they do, it gets kind of responded to like, oh, that's, uh, that's not cool. Did anybody else laugh on their rewatch? Dave, you didn't watch it, so I guess Jeff. Yeah. Did you laugh? I've seen a lot. I forgot when James Franco first came on screen, I just started Dad. laughing. Oh, yeah, me too. God. When he's like he's like, Dad, we're pulling up in a Rolls Royce to the museum. <laughs> Come on. It's funny, too, because, you know, look, I, I'm this not ageist. End. I'm very – also, I was on my alma mater's campus, which is really fun because I was not allowed on my own campus when I went to grad school there because I it was I forgot it was all over Columbia. Yeah, all totally Columbia. And the quote-unquote, like, museum or whatever they went to is literally, like, an office building that, like, looks – it used to be a library, this whole domed structure, but it's like nobody's ever – nobody goes in there. Um, but it's funny because that was like the, – they were like – it's as if they that was a now a research lab or something. But they yeah. were like, Dad, we're pulling up to the middle of Columbia's campus in a Rolls Royce. I'm not ageist, but it's so funny because he – looks like he's 25 and like he's obviously playing yeah. God a little bit so but i did laugh a little bit dude. having said that he's still it's still an iconic like part of our childhood and and yes now like, that we've seen peter reason. parker as an actual teenager we know like well james franco can you imagine james franco as the fucking <laughs> as the the um the osborne to or the yeah to um Hobgoblin. to fucking to the hop yeah to no to to um God damn it! What's his name? Uncharted. Tom Holland. Can you imagine oh, him? Yeah. <laughs> like, can you imagine the two of them together? Like, <laughs> it, that, that made me laugh more than anything else. Is like him being in high school with that high school. But, but anyway. in, in saying that, there's a reason that Spider-Man is the most responsive Marvel character. Like every time you throw Spider-Man in the mix, it's like everyone is on board. It's so grounded and real. Why? It's, it's well, so relatable. There, you said there I, is a reason. I, I, I feel like they nailed it from the beginning. It's like Tobey Maguire was good in the first two. Okay, um, <laughs> <laughs> caught that, huh? <laughs> you know, like the dark yeah. Spider-Man, yeah, whatever it's called. Yeah, no one's gonna forgive emo Spider-Man, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> keep going. But yeah, like it was, it was just such. It was good casting. It was great effects. Like the effects people really nailed, nailed the whole thing. And I, I feel like it was just it cemented Spider-Man for a generation moving on oh, to 100%. Tom Holland. Yeah. Okay. It also, Dave, like, Dave, in a Dave, very real... Dave, are you being sneaky again? What? There, there were two Spider-Mans before Tom Holland. They were, but Andrew Garfield is fucking awesome. 
Okay, good. I liked it. Yeah, good. I liked yeah. it. Yeah. I like, those, also, like those are my two of my favorite movies, those two. I thought he was awesome too. Yeah. Yeah. I think this movie also like And then I saw all three of them together and I cried. <laughs> A little. <laughs> yeah. Doing the Spider Man memes and stuff. Why are you pausing him? Come on, he's James being vulnerable. You know I didn't care for that movie. Um, Either of them? Oh, oh yeah, me, me and you. Fuck similar. <laughs> Long way home or whatever. When all three of them were on screen, I was like, I gotta walk out of this. Movie. It was a trauma yeah, off. Um, who had more trauma? Another title. It's like you know what? Fuck it, guys. We are so far over <laughs> our segment. Fucking. <laughs> yeah, we. Yeah. I just want to say, I feel like this movie, movie did a pretty. As somebody who's you know not a, a comic book reader, this movie looked like a comic book without, with, while still being accessible to somebody who doesn't need it to look and feel that way. Like watching it again, like the the way the the aesthetic, the production design, the yeah. way that they talked, it almost like you could see the word bubbles. It's almost like yeah, I, you know, I will give written, you. But it, they the voiceover helped too. The voiceover yeah. helped too. Who am I? You really want to know? I feel like and and Spider Verse kind of took the voiceover and ran, and they set this up really well. Yeah. Danny Elfman's score, I think, helped too. Sorry, John. they've done better since, but yeah, this was this was definitely a summer blockbuster. Bonesaw is ready. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, dude, yeah, I'll go right. Fair, yeah, You're fair. going nowhere. We're all getting that. We all agree. <laughs> that was so I got you for three funny, minutes. Dude. Even the exposition oh, is funny. <laughs> that was so good. Oh, I love that. I definitely have friends in high school that sawed their arm like Bonesaw. Like, saw their arm. Yeah. <laughs> so fucking good. I want to ask a question. But Damn how, it. I meant I, I tried that, to how, write down. How good is it for Toby that the way it works, he could have stopped the robber, but he wanted to get the revenge on the guy, and that's the robber who kills Uncle Ben. I, I don't know if that's it, how it is in the comic books, but like as a kid to see it's that not. where it's kind of his fault it's i mean god man that was fucking crushing and then he yeah, goes that, he that goes was hammer. crushing that was that was really great. it made sense that yeah was it was really good it's good it's a, it's a really strong origin tale just to pick on it a little bit just because i thought this was funny he stayed up all night um not eating the meatloaf becoming a, a great a great sketch artist because he drew the shit out of that costume oh yeah but then we see him in that wrestling match with not the costume right with his like first first the human spider that's the best he got kid when did he what when did why did they cut out the all-nighter where he stays up learning how to sew so, so we can see him i mean that suit is fucking perfect he goes from like that thing he wore with like a toboggan with like eyes cut out of it yeah, did he, go to, to the, he went the to the suit. fashion district he went to the uh you know he went to mrs mazel and he got some some fabric <laughs> so all silly. right but it's so still fun moving i still on. had a blast watching it yeah really all good. right people finally to wrap this up we're gonna pit this oh my god this is so much harder god damn i actually think both, oh god i think both these movies would have won in the last category to, to, uh, uh, to, yeah. friends, not food. dave back to australia for you let's go 2003 yeah. finding nemo pixar's is this number five or six now movie uh, I'm going to take a look really quick before I pass it over to John. Monsters, Inc. was four. Finding Nemo is number five. Ooh. I saw this in theaters, man. Did you guys see this in theaters? Yeah. John? Oh, yeah. Okay, John, what, sure. what else yeah. happened in 2003? Yeah. So the big one, another... Yeah, folks, what are, you know, we're just saying these things, and you got to get a picture of like where we're moving into with the 2000s and 10s. Another gigantic franchise launched. A little Disney venture based on one of its theme park rides called pirates of the caribbean yes. that came out and for me according to the numbers that's number two so it also came out in the summer and i saw that nemo still, I saw still that beat it at, but. A, at a three session 
show at as the thing a theater in australia and it was like the first one was like i think it was scary movie three which was great uh and it's it's still one of my favorites of the franchise of that and then they showed parts of the caribbean i'm like yeah we'll sleep through the 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 first one and you know we'll we'll that's good man when then parts came out i'm like fucking hell this is awesome yeah, it was. It was. They cool. really did. Yeah, Johnny Depp won, made a very good movie. I think Johnny Depp won the SAG Award for acting in this weird Disney movie based on a ride. Like, how fucking crazy is that? All right. Yeah, Jeff, I love yeah. it. It was great. Uh, number three. He's turned safely, up at the ride, by the way. Yeah. Oh Randomly. really? Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> uh, number three is the the final installment of the Lord of the Rings trilogy, Return of the King. What an amazing three years yeah. I had when I was in fucking middle school and high school. Oh, Gosh, geez. that was incredible. Boom, boom, boom. Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. Uh, and then we have um, a not so <laughs> as successful. Uh, f- Let's see, which one was Matrix, Matrix Reloaded? That second. was the third. No, one. The second. So Revolutions the, is. Was it Revolutions really? is the one? Yeah. Wow, that many years passed between the first one and the sequel. Yeah. Yeah. Four years. Well, they filmed them back to back. <laughs> anyway, so it's they had to wait for the technology to catch up. <laughs> <laughs> They should have waited. <laughs> should have waited. <laughs> Come on, that 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 multiple no, fair, Smiths, fair, fair. hundred Smiths. No, I, pl- I played the video game and it was better. But actually, Revolutions um, also came out in two thousand three. It doesn't. It, it gives a shit. Whatever. I'm a big fan of the Matrix trilogy. Of course, I'm saying that with love. Uh, yeah. All right, we have uh, Bruce Almighty X Men Two, which for me X Two. That's the ultimate. I loved the first X Men. X Two. That opening. Get the fuck out of here. That yeah. opening to X2 at the White House with Nightcrawler, 100%. that is fucking awesome. X2 is brilliant. Yeah. Talk about a great... That also came out in the summer, folks. This is a good year. Um, Elf. <laughs> hey, oh, Christmas, <laughs> number seven. Fuck that uh, you got to talk about no, that for great. sure. <laughs> we got a Terminator in there. We got Bad Boys 2. They waited quite a while to make that sequel. Um, Anger Management. Yeah, Jack um, almost retired after that. Hulk... Fast 2, Furious, uh, the second, and that, SWAT. Uh, what else we got? Freaky Friday, Scary Movie 3. Dave, you talked about it. The yeah. Italian Job, the remake of the classic 60s If anyone movie. has access to it, watch the special features for Scary Movie 3. The alternate ending is ridiculously funny. Silly stuff. Yeah. Uh, the Italian Job gave birth to the uh, the Mini Coop resurgence here in the West. I think everybody went out and bought one of those little fucking cars after that. Um, Daredevil. No. Not Marvel's best foot forward. Yeah. Uh, after nope. the success nope. of, uh, we're both gone with that. <laughs> all, right, all, right, all right, all right, unfortunate, but you know it's it is what it is. It fucking sucked. Jesus. Sure, sure, sure. sure. <laughs> uh, Jeff, why don't you give us some some context here? I just want to shout out one of my favorite movies that came out this year, Kill Bill Volume One. Oh yeah. Oh. We also talked about kind of that movie in saying, and I think Magnolia. <laughs> yeah, sure. Did Magnolia come out in 2001 as well? 2001, yeah, but we're on 2003, so this, you know. I mean, excuse me, 2003. Sorry. Magnolia came yeah, out in 1999. 2003 was was that Punch Drunk Love? Samsonite. Punch Drunk Love was 2002. Okay, so we're fucking way off. You know what? Forget everything we we're said. We're way off. Keep going. Let's Talk keep going. to you. Um, 2003. So obviously, Return of the King wins a million Oscars. Also, this was uh, only the second movie ever to bake, break a billion dollars at the box office after, of course, Titanic. Um, if you look at the worldwide box office, regardless of when the movie was made, if it you know bleed blood into the other year, um, Lord of the Rings: Return of the King made 1.1 billion dollars. Finding Nemo made 936 million dollars worldwide. I mean that is a God shit damn. ton of movie money for this fucking an- animated movie. 
Matrix Reloaded 738 and Pirates 654. So we are now like the 90s were an awesome year for movies, but the numbers are doubling. Very quickly, the numbers started to double right here. Mm. Um, Return of the King went 11 for 11 at the Oscars, winning Best Picture, Director, basically every single um, uh, effects award. Except, and this is one of my favorite, this is one of my favorite things about the uh, the, the the Oscars for Return for the Lord of the Rings movies. The Lord of the Rings Return, um, sorry, Fellowship of the Ring won for Best Cinematography. Obviously, it's one of the most it's, it's the most stunningly shot series to date at this point for sure. And then it was never even nominated again. So it went 11 for 11 at the Oscars, but it didn't win Best Cinematography because it wasn't even fucking nominated. How could it not even be nominated? It doesn't make any sense. I know there were other huge movies like Pirates Just of the Caribbean, Matrix. like Matrix, yeah. but how, and The Last Samurai and shit, but how the fuck was it not nominated for Best Cinematography? It doesn't make any sense. Charlize Theron wins for Monster, and believe it or not, Scarlett Johansson won some secondary awards, as did Diane Keaton for Something's Gotta Give. Scarlett Johansson, of course, for Lost in Translation. Sean Penn and Tim Robbins both win acting awards for Mystic River. That's Clint Eastwood's Mystic River this year. Is my, my daughter in there? Johnny Depp is nominated. <laughs> Bill Murray. Bill Murray um, also lost. He won some other awards. And Bill Nye won the BAFTA for supporting actor for Love Actually. How random is that? <laughs> Renee Zellweger. No, that's appropriate. That's, that's, that's appropriate. I feel it in <laughs> he won my Bafta. The Baftas, Guys, the BAFTAs are fucking cool. Renee Zellweger yeah. does a, a straight-up clean sweep, won every single imaginable award for Cold Mountain. Uh, screenplay Rings. Beats American Splendor and In America for adapted screenplay and Lost in Translation. Sofia Coppola gets the win over Station Agent. School of Rock is um, Richard, um, I'm drunk, what's his name? Linklater's. Linklater's um, highest grossing movie to date, School of Rock with Jack Black, shout out. Elf comes out this year. Uh, the Recruit, Shanghai Nights, Daredevil, you said. Old School, Anger Management, you said. Holes, Identity. Bruce totally. Almighty, I think you said Italian job. Too fast, too furious. Let's go. We're off 45 running. 45 seconds to talk about this movie. <laughs> From Justin to Kelly comes out this year. Shout Fuck out it. American Let's Idol. Let's go over. Fuck him. Hulk. 28 <laughs> Days Later, we got that sequel. Charlie's Angels, Full Throttle. I should say that Drew Barrymore party, Lucy Liu was there. So I was there with two of the three angels at this birthday party. American Wedding brings the conclusion of the <laughs> American Pie series. Gili yeah. comes out this year. Shout out to Ben and Jen. Jen Benifer. Freddy versus Jason. Jason X wasn't enough. They decided to keep going. Party Monster tries to get uh, Macaulay Culkin back in the game with Seth Green. Does not do particularly well. Cult classic for some very strange people. Matchstick Men. <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre with Jessica Biel. Cat in the Hat with Mike Myers. What a weird year for Mike Myers. Gothic. The Haunting Mansion. Last Samurai, I think you said. House of Santa Fog. Big Fish. Paycheck. Let's go. 2003. Finding Nemo. I definitely did the rewatch and it was fucking fun. Frank Happy to go back to Australia. I'm going to drink as I pass it off to you. Dave, what did you think? You got 54 seconds. (laughs) Fuck that shit. We're going over. Um, Finding Nemo is... I mean, this was a movie that was recorded once without the Australian accents and then re-recorded with the Australian accents. How did they even consider putting a movie that ends in Australia without Australian accents? The Australian turtle is one of the coolest characters in fucking animated history. I don't give a shit. Dude, the the tortoise that is used in um, Crunch, I think he is. Um, Crush? Crush. Crush. 150, dude! Still young! He's still used at Disney as the precursor. For the guys, ride, that's, that's Andrew. Right. That's Andrew Stanton, the director. But in the, in the yeah, Disney so ride, it's not. Yeah, it's yeah. someone doing it live. 
Righteous, yeah. righteous. <laughs> no, like look up on YouTube. Okay, everybody go to YouTube fin. and look up Crush the no, Turtle, no and uh. Uh, and you will find an amazing amount of shit. This like these performers have put forward as this turtle, like to general members of the public. It's amazing. Like they have nice. taken down some people ridiculously. Um, I love that the idea for the the whole thing came from uh, Andrew Stanton's childhood memory of a fish tank in his family dentist's office. I mean, why should it be more complicated oh, than that's that? Great. Why should it yeah. be more complicated? That's that's how. That's really good. Because like, it, I I get it. The dentist traumatized me too, but. Uh, <laughs> It, it's like he came, he came to the assumption that all fish in tanks were from the ocean and wanted to go home. And that sure, led yeah. to this movie. It's that's like awesome. your dentist visit led to this fucking movie. Wow. That's amazing. I think... I think... Sorry, Lily, stop it. I think this is... <laughs> Anyone called Lily is listening, he's not talking to you. <laughs> that's right, it's my dog. Um, guys, I think this is a perfect film. <laughs> oh my God. It's pretty cool. Like, I, I think this is one of the best movies Pixar has ever made, and I think Pixar has made some of the best movies ever made. Like, I know they're animated and they're aimed at children, but you know what? If I'm being totally honest, like, my experience rewatching Shrek versus my experience rewatching this, they're not trying to do the same thing, so I don't want to compare them in that sense. But just for me, personally, what stands the test of time? Mm. What equals greatness? This is so... This has everything. It okay. is so emotionally compelling. Yeah. It's funny. It's com it's captivating. The structure is fantastic. There's drama. There's action. There's there's so much wonderful humor. There are characters that are very memorable, very quotable, that have stood you know all these these tests of time. We still talk about this movie I like mean, it happened yesterday. You, wanna, you don't know it's why they stood this time because like the animators spent weeks studying marine life and underwater environments and like it's it's, just, it just, it just for the sand. They created it's an gorgeous. ocean environment and froze it. It's so like gorgeous. Yeah. Thomas Newman wrote an incredible score. Oh, yeah. Albert Brooks and every you know, Ellen DeGeneres, everyone involved just fucking crushed the performances. How and it's are we just this so week? emotional. I I had multi I teared up like three times watching this movie this past time. I haven't seen it in a long time, but it it was always one of my favorite Pixar's and I just I just can't say it enough. Like for me, this is just it's like Toy Story when we were trying to have that debate over which is the best one. It's like, I don't know. They all, they're all so fantastic. It's kind of hard to criticize them. So I loved it. Jeff, did you rewatch it? I, yeah, yeah sure. John, yeah. gosh. Um, I, yeah. I did rewatch yeah. it. I expected to sort of like put it on, like put it on in the background. Guys. Guys, Willem Dafoe is Gil. Willem Dafoe is basically <laughs> yeah. playing his platoon character, but as a fish Say in a fish tank. your dad for me, <laughs> shot yeah. No. Cried tears. It. I mean, it just takes one to know one, right? With the fin. Um, I so I'm looking at the list of Pixar movies. You got all the Toy Stories, A Bug's Life, Monsters Inc. You got so you have you have the more actiony movies like Cars and The Incredibles. You've got the movies that are so obviously emotional, like Wall-E and Up, and Inside Out and Coco. You've got the yeah. fun movies, you know, like The Good Dinosaur and Ratatouille and stuff, and which is all they're all emotional. Finding Nemo is, is without a doubt my favorite Pixar movie. 
Um, I remember seeing it in theaters, nice. and I just went Damn, on a whim. Right up there. I was like, "Let's go!" I was in high school. It's like, "Oh, I'm gonna see an animated movie in the theaters," and it fucking knocked me out. I agree with you; it's a perfect movie. I, 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 it just doesn't really get much better than this. I tried to make a list of all the reasons that I thought it would be, and it, it really comes down to the structure is perfect, but also the characters. I mean, when you do an animated comedy like this, I mean. The fuck Chef every Bader. single character. Ha-ha. Ellen DeGeneres in this role is absolutely perfect. Jeffrey yeah. Rush as the seagull is perfect. You just talked about Willem Dafoe. Crush I mean, the turtle with the little mini guy is, is Barry perfect. Barry Humphreys is a shark. I intimidated Bruce? That, like I imitated that guy at work yeah. for five hello. years. Hello. And the way he no, says it, yeah. Nobody got it. Everyone was like, Good morning. I was like, Hello. I'm having fish tonight. <laughs> like everything about Darla, yeah. the fish, fish killer. Don't food. <laughs> the charade fish, the fish that, that that have like the sad clown fish and turn them into a happy sound fish, clown fish. You have the like singing manta rays, horror scientist yeah. guy. You have the box jellyfish. You have the seagulls that yell mine. You have the montages mine? with the lobsters with Boston accents. They're going, hey, Mike, as they're walking by. You've got the swordfish fencing. You've got the dolphins who only okay, talk about the, the water. The crab. The tiki hi, initiation hi, thing, hi, which is hi, weird. Hi, 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 hi. The fucking yeah. whale. That is, one of our, that is one of Australia's leading talk show hosts. The was de- doing that role. I mean, brilliant. Yeah. The deep really? sea fish yeah. with the light. Robert McManus was doing that role. The deep sea fish with the light. I mean, and then you have lines like this. How do you know when they're ready? This is to crush. Well, you never really know, but when they know, you'll know, you know. And if you really think about it, you're like, holy shit. That's yeah. one of the most crush profound things that's brilliant. ever been said in a movie. Guys, this, this movie is so, is so I listened to, good. I mentioned it on the on the show I think at some point last year but I also read Creative Inc which is kind of the history of Pixar and um, really Film school sounds fun by the way they when they (laughs) sorry Film school sounds fun by the way Film school sounds fun when they when they talk about at one point whenever Andrew Stanton pitched this like everybody was like everybody got the goosebumps they were like that sounds wonderful this story Hmm. about this father who Who should have a hundred his entire family and has one yeah sorry yeah his entire family except for one is gone but the basic story just that think about that just that premise of how like how mythological and quest driven this is this is about a father it's a quest right who has to find his son so he can let his son go I mean, that's oh, just like there's a whole I mean it's just like it's the honesty dude it's like there was a whole sequence of Nemo escaping through the dentist's toilet that was cut from the movie <laughs> because it didn't work. And they they are the kings and yeah. queens of realizing, like, we are aiming for perfection. Yeah. If it doesn't it's like add up to the rest of this movie, Everybody quality, gets out or no one gets out. Wait, like, I got to start. I got to start. Like, I got to start. Like, he, he went a billion miles and a billion lives, lives to rescue his son so that he could let him go. Isn't that good? Yeah. Jesus Christ. How touching is that, dude? I, just, I could cry right now just thinking about it. When that, and it's such a classic filmmaking technique, but when he finally is like, Dad, you got to let me go up there and save these fish. Let me get them to swim down in this net so we can save them. And he has that quick flash of Nemo in the tadpole egg or whatever, you know, the little larval egg. Just fucking yeah. tears, dude. It's a father overcoming his neurosis. Yeah. Special fun. Oh my god, it's just so fucking good. And I'm still laughing. Like I'm laughing through tears that whole fucking movie. Um, well, one, that's Dory. Were there any like I hadn't seen this? Sure. That yeah. be, that movie's great too. The character's great. Were there any on your rewatch? If you guys rewatched it, were there any moments that maybe you forgot or like kind of really touched you now? Because I, I hadn't seen this in a long time. I just, just want to say if you have if, if you have this movie on like DVD or Blu-ray. Put it on, put the disc in, and let it sit there. Yeah. 
Let the discs sit oh, there. The, uh, it's so the much menu. worth it. Yeah, it's so <laughs> yeah, worth yeah, yeah, yeah. it. He starts chastising yeah. you for not choosing anything. <laughs> Are you gonna get? Uh, yeah, yeah. The in, the initiation beautiful. really hit me. Yeah, like like him him like actually having to become his own, but in a fish tank as opposed to the ocean. Like I, I don't know that yeah. that really got me. And also the voiceover. I mean, Brad Garrett, Allison Janney, Austin Pendleton is a New York legend. Um, Stephen Root who's now a, a legend thanks to Barry, but he's always been a legend. Mm. Elizabeth Perkins. I mean, like, what the fuck? Like, all these people, ha- we're, we we are unworthy of all yeah. of them being in a fucking yeah. fish tank in yeah. Australia. They're all in the tank. Yeah, they're just the tank characters. I mean, yeah, their whole, the, everything that happens in there is incredible. Yeah. One of the stand-up, <laughs> I cried, so I'm not gonna lie. I, liked, I had, like, tears in my eyes, like, this entire movie. I laughed really hard. <laughs> Albert Brooks as um as marlin as the father when he's about to when they're preparing to leave the jet stream they're on the turtles oh yeah and that little kid the little baby turtle is like well we're gonna have a safe ride dudes <laughs> and he's like talking him through <laughs> and at the end marlin marlin's like i know he's trying to say something to me but i you're so cute but i can't understand a single thing <laughs> that fucking cracks me up yeah you're right so um funny. what i think one thing that really got me was when was when he finally, God, the structure is incredible. When he finally, his first breakthrough moment that he can have fun and achieve something dangerous by going through the jellyfish forest with with Dory and he races and beats her and he realizes that he left her behind. Like he's not allowed to have fun. He's not allowed, he'll, he'll never be totally allowed to not be the father. That just that really touched me this yeah. time when he goes back and you see her and she's just floating there. Oh man, that got me, Howard. Mm. Fucking beautiful. Okay. This movie is perfect, dude. You guys, it's perfect. This is gonna be a tough vote. I I'm f- just saying, I, I, it's gonna I, be a yeah, tough vote. I feel like it's time. Uh, we should probably throw down. Um, fuck. I'm going Dave, first. What are you doing? Dude? I'm going. No, no. Fuck you guys. I'm going first. I'm voting for. <laughs> you Finding, don't want to decide? I'm going for Finding Nemo. I love Spider Man. It totally changed everything. I fucking love Finding Nemo. And and this knocked me out when I saw it in theaters. And I know Spider Man is a fantastic summer movie. So I'm putting this on you. You guys got to overrule me. Go. I'm throwing Spider Man. Oh, okay. I'm throwing out right, for Spider Man. Oh, God. Here we go. Fuck you guys. God damn it. <laughs> Bring it, John. What this is, is fucking you? tough. Uh, no, because Jeff, you're right from what we were just saying with the other one. Like summer movie, blockbuster, even though I love Finding Nemo, I probably wanted the Spider-Man experience more, but like Finding it. Nemo is a better movie. They fucking do it. Uh, uh, do it. Summer blockbuster face-off. Knock yourself out. Join us, John. Be one of us. One I'm- of us. Dave, you're gonna hate me. Oh no! But I'm gonna I'm gonna go for Finding Nemo. Oh my just god! Be- if I'm I'm gonna go for it because I don't think we're gonna have another animated feature get into our next bracket, and I want something. If Shrek did not get there, I want something to get there. So I think that we Finding can have some kind of Shrek is so good. But I think Finding Nemo is better than Shrek. I do yeah. too. Like like yeah. So for adults, maybe Spider Man probably deserves <laughs> it. <laughs> It actually wait, makes so it. Follow my logic here. Hold on, wait. Follow my logic for a second. No, no, no I don't think Spider Man. I don't think Spider Man would have potentially won this entire thing in a wild card. There might be a version where Finding Nemo makes it to our final four. Mm. I think. I in think a weird is, situation. I think it's yeah. that fantastic of a movie. We'll see what happens? Anyway, God, fi- Spider Man. This was a fantastic rewatch. So that yeah. year, you, Spider Man and Finding Nemo, remarkable. Oh, all right. All right. So Finding Nemo is passing through. Mission Impossible 2 and Finding Nemo. I'm a little surprised. I'm a little surprised. I'm a little surprised. Oh my God, the spider bear. That's really I'm funny. I'm a bit surprised as well. 
to be honest. Yeah, I'm oh, sure yeah, Dan got up on his twice. We love Australia. We love Australia, Dave. We just that was for you, really. I did that for you. Uh, <laughs> You're welcome, Australia. I'm I'm putting you in so many tags this week, so I better we better get some downloads. Yeah, do All it. right, whatever. <laughs> All right. That sound means that we have to finally wrap this up with a quick round of what you've been watching, where we go around the horn and see your recommendations of the week, what you've been watching ahead of next week. And Dave's also going to tease the movies we did next week. So Dave, we'll pass it over to you. And um, do you have the movies lined up for next week? And then you want to segue into what you've been watching? I do not have the movies lined up at all. All right, why don't you do what you've been watching first? Well, I'll I, pull I, them up. Yeah. yeah, I've been watching, again, Strange New Worlds. Um, we're three episodes in, and I would say, hands down, episode three of Strange New Worlds is one of the best Trek episodes I've ever seen. Wow. They are int- Holy shit. They are introducing New Kirk, and they have introduced him in a way that is fucking amazing. They, they linked it with Khan. So for anyone who's afraid to go there, like, that's happening. So yeah, wow. it's like yeah, no it's it's a it's worth it, absolutely worth it. Have they already cast Khan yet? It, as a kid, yes. Oh, wow! Yeah, John, it's a it's a time travel episode. Okay, um, I'll do my. Do you want me to say what we're going to be watching next, or do you want me to hit my? What have I been watching first? Up to you. Hit what you've been watching. We'll um, wrap it up. What you've been watching, I went to, uh, you know, we're watching four movies a week, so I only got to see one other movie. Uh, I, I saw Indiana Jones, too. So I saw yeah. one additional movie, which I'm going to um, strongly encourage people to see it. If you don't go see it in theaters, mark it for when it comes to streaming. It's a uh, it's a movie called Past Lives. Oh, yeah. By Celine oh, yeah. Song. I've heard Guys, of it's this. A really, it's a really, really good adult romance. Mm. Um and by adult, that is I mean, it's not the, the happy ending. It's got a lot of buzz. It was in limited yeah. release in New York and L.A. It yeah. spread to some other major cities, too. And it has been going very strong. Mm. Like every night it's I would a, come home from work is it South and Korean try to film? find a seat. Well, it's yeah, it's it's set. It's a Korean film, but I don't even want to say that because so much of it is about Fair. her immigrating okay. away cool. from there. And Good. it's mostly right. in New York City. But. It is a uh, a Korean, you know, initially a yeah. Korean film. Half of it is spoken in Korean. No, I've so heard a, I can't yeah, say it enough. I've heard a Go lot of movie. good buzz about that. A very adult film yeah. uh, in a beautiful, touching, you're going to feel it kind of way. If you've ever been in love with anybody, you're probably going to feel this. Damn. Uh, I couldn't say that enough. Um, so let me just shout out. Jeff, what, actually, do you want to say your, what you've been watching? Honestly, I haven't seen much. Watching? I'm just telling you that right when we finish this, I'm going to finish Silo, the first season. I've been watching yeah. Disney watching too. The, it, it wrapped up this weekend. Um, it's a holiday weekend, and I've watched five movies this week as well. So obviously, I'm a little behind, but I, Me too. Silo's been really good, yeah. and I'm really excited. I feel like this is a pivotal one to see like, if is, season two is like, going to really set up for success, but it's is, been a fantastic season, so shout out to Silo. Is, is she like just not in anything right now? Like <laughs> She's in everything. Which, um, Rebecca Ferguson? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and obviously, Dune 2 is coming out soon. But yeah, yeah. oh my God. Um, fuck yeah. John, what do we got next week? All right. This is a weird, <laughs> weird, a, a weird week. Are you guys ready? Yeah. This is weird. Um, so for 2000, it's 2004 versus five, yep. and then 2006 versus seven. 2004, Shrek 2. Uh, Sound familiar? Is, yeah. We'll be back. For we just more. mentioned that. Yeah. 2005, the third installment of of the new Star Wars from the early 2000s, Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. We talked about it a little bit. We'll talk about it more. Crazy, dude. 
Um, 2006, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest. That's the second installment. Davy Jones Locker. Let's go. Tom, Bill Nye. And Bill Nye. are you ready? I think we know what's going to win that three. one because Spider-Man 3 is 2007. That actually won so, the box um, office this year? How did. the fuck did it Ghostbusters did. and Raiders not get passed on? Isn't that crazy? I mean, it's just like... You can only blame yourselves, we're, people. We're, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. You can only it. blame yourselves. Year. All right. That was a great episode. Awesome, guys. Can't wait to listen back to this. Hope you guys enjoyed your listen of this. Can't wait to see you next week for another fun episode. And very soon... We're going to get into our semifinals or quarterfinals, however we feel yeah, like doing the Yeah, the bracket next is coming soon. Let's Battle, go. Battles have started to form up, and people are going to be pissed. I hope I so. I hope yeah. you're pissed. Come on, come at me. I'm, I'm pissed. Yeah. <laughs> and I voted for some of this. <laughs> All right, people. Thank you so much for listening. Anything else before we go? You too? No. This, next, this coming weekend is a very big weekend. Right? Mission Possible will be another week. No, Mission no, Possible is next week. I thought it was Oppenheimer week. Barbie, right? 22nd. Week after. Mission Impossible is oh, the twelve. Mission Impossible is the twelve. Yeah. Oppenheimer is the twenty-first. One of those like two will be our two hundredth episode. <sighs> okay. All right. My mom's birthday. Happy birthday, mom! Oh, here we go. See you guys. Bye.